two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is November 29th, 2020. My name is Zach Weber, and I am joined by Zenger. Oh, it's finally happened. It's finally happened. Oh, it's so glorious. It's everything I wanted it for. Ah! And one half of the duo from An Inferiority Complex, Rob. Oh, I'm back. I'm back with Zach this time. Uh, so we have to, a lot to catch up on. We have to talk about Spaceballs, of course, right? That's what we're discussing. I, I was about <laughs> oh, to man. say, I was like, oh, Rob hasn't been on since like we talked about like Eraserhead. And I was so embarrassed by that discussion. I had to put it on the Cinematis feed. And I realized, <laughs> oh, wait, Rob's been on, has been on more recently probably than I have on Knights of Vader. <laughs> But yes, um, folks, we have the most special of occasions right now. By popular you, demand. By popular demand in a singular sense. Um, <laughs> it finally happened. We got, for years, Zenger, more Zenger than me, has been clamoring for this. After numerous tirades, diatribes, bitching and moaning, we finally have our first taste of Star Wars Detours in some official capacity. Yes, and it was the best six minutes and however many seconds of my life so far. And I've had children. <laughs> Numerous children. Somehow Numerous still the children. Best um, okay, before we talk about this at all, I think the, the listeners of the podcast, the world deserves to hear it because we all know eventually Disney's going to DMCA this. So <laughs> I'm going to insert the entire six minutes of the episode right here. Mr. Jester, our insurance company has decided to reject your claim. But all my dishes are broken! Who's gonna replace them? I'm sorry, sir, but after the first nine claims, we added an exclusion for Acts of Gungan. Lisa need help. Lisa have two dates on City Night! Everybody be cool! This is a robbery! Any of you creeps move and we'll be extremely disappointed in every last one of you! Oh, get a picture of me like this! Okay, hold the gun, hold the gun higher? Okay, tough face. Okay, awesome! <laughs> okay, now you do me! Is this still a robbery? Cause table two's orders up. Ooh, we got flies! Big ones too! Hey! What's wrong with hey, you? Quit! This is a stick-up! We're bounty hunters! That's for love. It means for love of money. And I'm Zuckus. You may not have heard of us yet, but once we're in the Bounty Hunters Guild, you will. Which brings me back to my point. Our guns in your faces. Well, what do you want, credits? Well, good luck, because thanks to Senator Slapstick over there... Hi, everybody! I'm all cleaned out. Well, sorry to have bothered you. I, I guess we'd better just go. Woo! For a minute there, Misa thinking they was gonna hold us for some ransom. Yeah! If they can't pay us in credits, we can just hold them all hostage. 
Coruscant Police Department. We have the diner surrounded. Cops? Sorry, boys. I'm programmed to send out an auto distress signal the minute someone holds up the diner. What are we gonna do, Zuckus? We don't know anything about taking hostages. Be cool. We're bad dudes, remember? WWBD. What would Boba do? Say he was gonna call me the next day. And then never call. Uh, boys, let you and me tell the coppers this whole thing was just a big misunderstanding. You both seem harmless enough. Harmless? We're not harmless. Are we harmless, Forlob? Then mommy make it better. <sighs> I could have been partners with Bosk, but everyone was like, really? A fly kind of guy and a lizard kind of guy? It just doesn't look right. So I hooked up with this one. I guess I just saw something in his eyes. Something that reminded me of myself. Funny you should say that. I keep getting the two of you mixed up. Uh, why don't you let a hostage go as good faith? Yeah, and then you can start negotiating with the cops. Yeah, I guess that could work. But who do we let go? Ah! <laughs> oh, 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 hiya there, coppers. Them nice kidnappers ain't gonna be wanting some ransom if you be having any. Oh, Mr. Still got two dates! Ooh, guess that'll be the cops. Dexter's Diner, now running a two-for-one special on donuts and coffee for our boys on the force. Hey, Dex, it's Friday night. Sun's down, candles are lit, the slow jams are jamming, and I've got a hunger for a styrofoam container of soggy fries and a moist BLT. Ooh, I don't know, buddy. I'm kind of being held hostage right now. But, oh, hang on, I'm getting another call. Dexter's Diner, now running a... The cops. I want to talk to Suckus. No, no. I'm Forlom. He's Suckus. I, I mean, Zuckus. You boys ever consider name tags? Zuckus here. You're dealing with a couple of take-no-prisoners bounty hunters now, so don't... Yeah, okay. I guess technically we are taking prisoners, but uh, that... What do we want? Well, we want credits, duh. Lots of them. Okay. Really? Wow, that was easy. What else do we want? Ow! Ooh, get us jetpacks! Jetpacks! And a ship! A ship! And our very own ship! Something fuel-efficient, but still sporty! Okay! Well, thanks, then! <laughs> wow, that was easy! They're gonna give us all that stuff! All we have to do is give ourselves up! We did it! Wait! Dex, you're not gonna just let them walk out of here, are you? Well, uh... Look at them. They have no clue. Clue about what? Are you suggesting the cops might not keep their word? Oh, they're right. You're nice fellas, and it's clear you're following a dream here. I had a dream once. <laughs> Dreamt of opening the best gosh darn diner this side of the Hyperion trade route. Wow. And... Here you are! Oh, heck, I'm not talking about this dump. I, did, I, you know, nice as it is. Anyway, listen, maybe we could help each other. I think I just got an idea. I, I don't think so. We work solo. Just the two of us. Maybe we should listen, Zach. Even Han Solo doesn't work solo. But Boba does! Maybe it's time you stop asking what Boba would do and start asking what Zuckus would do. Over here. Right, you're there. Hey, Lando, you still there? Well, hey, listen, buddy, that's why they invented hold music, okay? Now listen, you still want that delivery order? A uh, little help? Crap all gone wrong. Well, very few go right. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this. Wait, someone's coming out. It's just the delivery boy.
There was an explosion in the restaurant district today when two fearsome bounty hunters, Succus and Forlom, took Dexter's Diner hostage this afternoon. Eyewitnesses on the scene reported the duo as dangerous and, we quote, totally bad dudes. They were terrifying. The bounty hunters guild would be lucky to have them. So how did you survive the blast? We all jumped in the fridge, lead lined. Hey, the worker lady from that thing. I should really call her back. Dex's Diner is a local institution, and fortunately, his insurance policy does cover acts of burglary, so we will be happy to pay for all repairs. So look for Dex's to relaunch next week with a brand new kitchen to help serve you better. If you like your dining finer, then Dex's is your diner. Dude, we did it! We're famous! Oh, when Jabba sees this, we're gonna be bounty hunters for sure! There was an explosion in the restaurant district today when two fearsome bounty hunters, Succus and Forlom, took Dexter's Diner hostage this afternoon. All right. Six minutes has elapsed. Zenger has had at least numerous orgasms since then. And, okay. <laughs> chugging Gatorade. He, he is basically... Way. Imagine the character from Scary Movie when he is just completely drained and just a husk of a human being. That is yep. what Zenger is right now. Um, all gross imagery aside, Zenger... I, I would ask Rob first, but I think nobody... Nobody on this podcast cares what Rob and I think about this show. I think everybody cares what you think, considering you have been carrying the torch for the show ever since its announcement almost a decade ago. I, I, I will continue to carry this. I hope we get more. The um, individual who has posted this is my like personal hero. And I, I, I like owe them everything imaginable because this was everything I wanted and more. Like it was it a great skit? Eh, it was okay, but it's it's like there's I know there is so much potential there of some more stuff I would love to have seen because there there's obviously callbacks, there's obviously references within the old within its own show. The fact that Jar Jar kept his his only comment was that he was on a date with two different women on the same night, <laughs> which I find hilarious. That the joke is the most played out joke in the world, but that's his like gimmick in this. In like I said, this is part of a bigger episode. I know it is. It 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 is part of a bigger episode, and I want to know what else is going on because obviously, um, he had been in there earlier and destroyed a ton of the dishes because that's what Dex was complaining about. There's obvious stuff with the waitress and Boba Fett that is kind of set up there. So there's a ton of stuff going on that I am like, I want more. And I'm happy with what we got because it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. And you know who, uh, merely a minute before we start recording, just a minute before we start recording, posted a tweet on Twitter. Um, Star Wars Detours is a ter- is a terrific animated show that was produced nearly a decade ago and sadly never saw the light of day but somebody just leaked an episode if you want to see me and andy richter as a pair of bounty hunters um flies question mark do you know who the other person was that was voicing the other bounty oh yeah weird al Exactly, Weird Al yeah. posted about this. Like, how I could was... you not? Like, uh, like Weird Al's not even doing anything. It's just Weird Al speaking. He's I not know. doing any voice acting. <laughs> and, and and like I said, it was great. Like the the all the jokes, everything in there. I I loved every minute of it. And I'm like, I I know there's more. And I it's one of those things. It 
I, I've always said if I could just get a little bit of this, I'd be happy. And you know what? I'm not. I want more now. <laughs> oh, man. Because there's so much setup. Like I said, the whole setup with Jar Jar is just funny with, with the whole, like, I've got a date with two women. And I'm like, I hope that just never pays off. Or that's just his character the entire show. Uh, it, cutting to Boba Fett sitting there um, just flipping through channels and stuff. And it's voiced by what's his name? Like the one that always voices him on Robot Chicken. Yeah, Breckenmeyer. Yep. Yeah, I was, I was about to say it's Breck something. Uh, Breckenmeyer. <laughs> um, also, I love how the two bounty hunters are like obsessed with like Boba Fett's like the greatest bounty hunter. And once again, I think Star Wars has established since then he was a nobody who just got lucky once. So, oh my gosh, I I, I love this. Now watch Zach Reigns on this whole parade. Why? Why would I oh, rain wait, on the wait, parade? Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, one more thing. I, <laughs> I, I, I love the phones <laughs> in this. The um, the, the callbacks to the Star Wars phones, and apparently the Lobot helmet thing is actually like a cell phone. I guess is what we're yes. kind of going after. I, I don't, I don't know if there's an ongoing joke there with why Lando had that on, or if that was supposed to be a cell phone. I don't know. Does it matter? I, I think it. I think there's some hilarious joke that some pitch man zinger would have definitely wrote in there that he like gets stuck with that on or that hey why don't we just have the cell phones be this stuff? Zinger, did you leak this? Are you the, are you the God? Leaker? I wish I did. I mean, you you know <laughs> if I like did, a... I would have leaked more. <laughs> All right, Rob, what do you think? Okay, Rob, were you ever like what's your history with this? Like, I know obviously you've been like very passively aware of it, and we just saw a piece of it. Something like I, that. Uh, I uh, I have to say I'm very glad that the last time I was on Knights of Vader when uh, Zenger, Russ, and I discussed Spaceballs, we got into the conversation about Spaceballs, the animated series, and then I had to ask Zenger what Detours was, and he explained it to me. So that's my history, that Zenger has – I was aware of this. <laughs> that's, that, that's as far as your di- – Zenger's like jumping over the moon, knows every intricate detail of the show's existence, and Rob's like, yeah, it's a thing that like kind of barely existed for five minutes like a decade ago. Yes, yes. I okay. um, I don't really clam. I think everybody knows I don't really clamor for new Star Wars stuff. Um, I'm glad you guys are happy, but oh, I would I'm, call this I'm, an incredibly so painful six minutes to get through. This was horrible. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! This um, was so such a waste of time. I'm glad it was six minutes. I would have died if there were more of this that I had to watch. <laughs> I've, right. I've taken personal offense. Um, <laughs> I I I I I will boycott um, Rob from being on this every. Oh man! Oh no! I'm accidentally <laughs> playing it. Um, I, I'm I'm going to boycott him from being on again because I mean I I just I don't know where to go now. Zinger's like I'm definitely going to mispronounce the name of your band now. <laughs> yes, it, it is it is now intentional, purely intentional the entire time now. I I do have to say I definitely picked up on what you were saying, Zinger, that this seemed to be a piece of a of a bigger whole. Like when it starts, it says, you know, meanwhile at Dex's diner, and it yeah. definitely seemed like there was something else going on. Do we know like what the format of this show was intended to be? It like a, like so a thirty-minute spot, an eleven-minute spot? I think they were supposed to be like twelve minutes, so this would have been like, okay. like I think it was twelve or fifteen, something like that. Um, possibly twenty. I don't know how any of this stuff was supposed to work, but it was supposed to be like these little clips with like a through line through like the episodes of mm-hmm. like. Some like Jar Jar was probably the through line for this episode, sort of. Okay, thing. okay. 
Well, like I said, uh, I'm glad you guys got it. I, I love that the Facebook group went wild over it, but man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not gonna watch this again. And if more comes out, I'm not gonna watch that either. <laughs> we should point out that like the Facebook group really was the, the was carrying the torch for this today. Like they're the ones that kind of egged this discussion into fruition. I they 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 did because I was sitting there and I was sitting on my couch and I saw this and I was like, my um. My my eyebrow raised the point to where it, it went to into my hairline, like <laughs> seeing this, and I was like, "Dude, what?" I'm like, "Some some things are too good to be true." So I watched it. And I was like, "What what 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 have I watched? What is this? Is this the greatest thing ever?" <laughs> well, I have okay. My thoughts on this. By, I by, have... by the way, we we're at hour nineteen of this not being taken down, so. No, because you know, well, you know why this got leaked today? Because it's a holiday weekend. Like, it will be, it will be taken down sometime next week. I, it depends. If this, well, okay. There's also there's two theories on this, um, or at least I have two theories on it. Um, okay, first, He's my avoiding thought, his opinion. By the way, no, no, you. Like I said, I think my my opinion is gonna be very similar to Zenger's. Um, I ate this up. This is like what I've been saying for years now. Star Wars needs to start laughing at itself. And for some reason, Disney just cannot wrap their head around the concept of just lampooning their own properties unless it's done the most kind of like tacky, superficial way possible. Like what they do, like in like wreck, like wreck it Ralph Two. Um, I thought this was phenomenal. The Jar Jar thing about the two dates was hysterical. The, the Forlom and Zuckus, like this nonsense, the fact they look so similar, um, like, like the the idea, like the waitress, like possibly slept with Boba Fett and didn't, and she didn't call her back. Like, like that would be autumn. Again, Rob and I joke on Cinematis, the idea of going through old stuff with the Sharpie, just crossing off things that would not be allowed by today's standards. Um, that would that joke would not be allowed. Um, no, I I thought this was great. Like, I I am firmly in Team Zenger camp, where yeah. I I I want more of this. Like, I hope it gets leaked. Um, I I have a. Feeling because this situation reminds me of what happened with the Deadpool test footage and from like six is years something ago. I was gonna say because I'm reading some stuff with like comments and everything, and that's what people are saying that that's what they think this is. That's the vibe I'm getting. This feels. I remember when the Deadpool footage leaked, and like everybody went nuts over it because like it was one of those things where like that footage had been around for years, and you'd hear stories about it periodically, like oh, like. Like we know this test, like test footage is out there, but it only gets passed around at certain like trade shows and stuff like that. Or if you know somebody who was like at the trailer house when they like cut that together, or or the production house for the CG. Um, I I I don't know. The problem though is that like there's jokes in this that clearly Disney is not going to allow. And on top of that, it's think about it. There's literally no content from Star Wars in roughly a decade in here. Like, you're not going to have really any jokes to the Clone Wars. You're not going to have any jokes to the sequels, anything. So I can't see them doing this unless they throw new material in. But it would look so different because obviously animation produced now versus 10 years ago is just going to stand out like a sore thumb. What if this is a test to maybe do a new series? Like, they're going to see, hey, you know, are people responding to this? Is this something that if we release it, we could go into production on something else by the way what has seth green been doing recently does anyone know is there something in the works that we are unaware of it's possible i i i don't know i don't follow his career that closely he's still alive <laughs> <laughs> well i guess as long as family guy he's still on the air <laughs> yeah i'm gonna see what he's up to like but like obviously he's still working on Hold robot chicken 
You call him up? Okay. Get Brendan right. Hay on the phone. Maybe you can finally oh, get appearance on his podcast almost like five years later. By, by the way, I got super excited for a second. I'm like, oh my gosh, on IMDb it lists Star Wars Detours as post-production. I'm like, oh wait, it's listed that for the past decade. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. Um, how, how do I keep falling for this same joke? I like that's the thing though. It's like I just there's certain things about this that I I I, again, I personally don't think there's anything off limits about this, but we just know Disney is so, so overly protective with its properties, except when it doesn't matter in their eyes. Um, I, Has Star Wars I, gotten there yet? What? To the point where they don't care? Yeah. Well, that depending on who you talk to, we've been at that point for a while now. But it's like I don't know. It it really is an interesting thing right now because I think considering I, you know what this could also be too considering that disney plus is so starved for content they could this think about it, they want content they need just oh god fodder for disney plus this is something that's literally sitting on the shelf just waiting to be released they this could be an act of desperation and this is their way of testing the waters for it i, I i'd be down for that but that but this is the and question also that, that's 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 in a lot of these comments I'm scrolling through is, is this a test for D for D plus? Cause apparently typing out Disney plus is just too much work for people. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming when they say D plus, they're talking about Disney plus. I context wise, I'm very unclear on what else they could be talking. That's about. the, I think that's the grade they're giving this leaked footage. Thank you, guys. See, see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> no, but like, okay, but look at it this way, though, Zenger, is that like you and I, again, we are the worst, worst like litmus test for this footage because like we've been salivating at the, the prospect of the show ever getting released pretty much since the foundation of this podcast. Um, the thing the, is that like, remember, brick and mortar that make up the, the, the foundation are built on just detours, bricks and, in Zinger's hopes and dreams. Well, yeah, it all, I think that's faulty. something I wanted to... It sounds like you're getting at, Zach. Is this something that a lot of people are, are aware of, or is it just, like, the the diehard fans that... Like you and, is, and Zinger? This is the definition of niche. Like, okay, that... Okay. Like, but, like, but the thing that concerns me, though, is that like, the point I was getting at is... Zenger and I, again, like I said, clearly, I think it goes without saying that most of the people who come on this podcast, like, it's kind of like... Will we buy this, quote unquote? Yes, it's we we signed up to give them our money years ago. The thing is that it's people like again, it goes back to what my thing has been when it comes to the movies. Is that Disney's not concerned on selling Zenger and I about this? They want to sell general mm-hmm. public and people like Rob. Like Rob's the perfect audience for this in one regards because he's someone who only thinks about Star Wars is when his tangential friends suck him into it. <laughs> and yeah. that's the thing is that like the fact that Rob is saying this is absolutely painful and Rob loves nonsense like this. Um, does not make me think that it bodes well for mass audiences. Uh, I, I just, again, the people out there who love Baby Yoda, who love memes and buy T-shirts that have Baby Yoda with his eyes closed, lifting his hand. It's like when the like when the bass drops or when your song comes on. I I don't think those people are going to forget about care about this. They're going to sit there just berate the crap out of it. That's my kind of feeling because, you know, I think um, off mic, Zach and I were talking about how, you know, I have friends who are less knowledgeable about Star Wars than I am, and I'm at the bottom of the barrel already. They only care about the movies and The Mandalorian. Is this something that would even, you know, 
if it was on Disney Plus that they would click on because it was recommended to them. That's the thing I'm not sure about. Well, that, but like, it's not just the fact of clicking on it. It's the fact of whether it diminishes. Remember, you got to look at this in the terms of Disney does not look at these things as anything like, oh, will this entertain people? It's the idea of, will this diminish the brand? Oh, sure, sure. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I just, I, I find it hard pressed for the people that I know who are like, I don't really like the Disney movies, but Mandalorian's good because it's serious. I can't. I guess that's what I was saying is I can't really see them getting into something that's, goofy. That's what I mean. It's so meta. It's so like steeped and just like like irreverence. I I it's so out of character for what current Star Wars is. But at the same time, though, like juxtapose this to the Lego Star Wars holiday special where every 30 seconds it's Lego Poe Dameron, like, oh man, I can't wait to cook a Star Wars turkey. <laughs> and it's like, that, like and it's like, how is that any better than this? Um, to me, the Legos, like, like the Lego, I've only watched the did, first like five did, minutes. Did you of it. read all the Reddit comments? Because you are hitting everything people are talking about on here perfectly. No, no, because I know I okay. People have to realize, like, I understand how all of this works. I understand why they make the creative decisions they do, and that's why I am so fatalistic about the future of Star Wars. Um. That that's the thing. Like I know how these again. Rob understands. We talk about it on Cinemodities all the time. We're doing Dancing December Plus right now on Cinemodities, um, or technically in a couple of days. Um, it's it's just that idea of it. It's like I know how this company operates, and the only thing though that might be helping Star Wars detours finally kind of get like pushed out is like a reluctant. Is a madman in Virginia holding some? I I need to find hostages. That's yes. the only way I can get through this. But like, like again, but like I would imagine Disney is looking at this kind of like a weird form of like, oh God, oh, oh God, production bowel movement. Is it like they're just gonna push it out because they they need content right now? They're starved. Like again, think about it. Like I could keep telling everybody, like after Mandalorian season two, we're not gonna get Star Wars content unless it was in production before all this nonsense this year. We're not going to get anything. I think we're not going to get a new Star Wars movie until like the absolute earliest, like 2024. Like, remember the three year Star Wars film drought? Like, it, it's probably going to be four to five years, which is That's good. What someone else said on, on um, Reddit is that they feel like this is the perfect time to release this because it gives them content they have to do nothing for. But, but the only thing is that it might diminish the brand. And they're absolutely ter- remember. They, remember the the studio at Disney. What brand? They got no movies, right? Like what? What? What do they got next? Well, the problem. But like, remember these That's people. That's the think, Mandalorian. But but what I'm trying to say, remember these. Remember people in Hollywood live in a bubble. They think Twitter is the entire populace. Like if something's on Twitter in a very specific vein or direction they're going to feel that that's what everybody thinks about it they think twitter is a hundred percent representative sample of the population at large and it's not like probably rob probably knows the statistic better than i do but like something like less than 10 percent of all americans forget the world use twitter yet somehow hollywood and the entertainment industry has just somehow deluded themselves into thinking that it, that Whatever trends is what's popular for everybody. So I I don't know. I I don't think this is going to diminish the brand in any sort of meaningful way. Um, I can't imagine anybody loving Star Wars and then seeing this and being like, you know what, I'm done. 
Um, I, I can't imagine that happening. All it's going to do is piss off the same people that get mad about everything about Star Wars. Again, every time I sign on to YouTube, every single video recommendation I get is why The Rise of Skywalker is a cinematic abortion. <laughs> I, like I said, and it was the exact same stories I got two years ago when The Last Jedi came out, just replaced the title of the film. So, like I said, I, I at this point, I, Star Wars, you either love Star Wars or you hate Star Wars. I, I, it kind of kills me to make this comparison. But when it comes to the population at large, it's kind of like the franchise equivalent of Donald Trump. You've, you've made your mind up about him. There really is no – everyone's made their mind up about Star Wars unless you're somebody just getting into it for the first time, um, which is kind of few and far in between at this point. Um and I think that's the thing. I don't think Detours is going to take away from anybody loving Star Wars. If anything, it's going to be just fodder during the month of December. Because I, I guess, again, but Disney does have stuff coming out this month. They have Soul, the Pixar film. Um, but they might be testing this for something that eventually gets released maybe, I don't know, like in the summer. I think about it. Come June when there's really nothing in, in the pipe. Then maybe we'll get this just kind of dumped one day and it'll be something that's just talked about for a weekend in mainstream circles. And then obviously there'll be people like Zenger and I that carry the torch torch for it forever. Um, but I don't know though. Rob's comments on this are the thing that disconcerts me. And he again, he's one of the more creatively forgivable people out there. Like, can you think of just like this the mind numb like skulls of mush out there that are just gonna crap on this because it's just inherently goofy? I will find them. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zanger, when you mentioned the rants, uh, the uh, the hostages before, I could just imagine you like on the news, local or nationwide or whatever, holding someone hostage, Very and you're local. like, "Miso wanna detours." <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what he's talking about, but give it to him. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess one okay. of the things that I wanted to ask was. Is oh, this hold on, hold on Rob? Oh, okay, I got okay. something. I don't want this to get too far away before we do it. I still have form my opinion on Trump. I need to see what he does <laughs> after this to truly form an opinion. <laughs> I just want that out there. Okay, like, okay. What's next for Trump, um, gotta all think about that. Sure. Okay, I guess. <laughs> my question is, as someone who has also not seen the uh, robot chicken. Star Wars parodies, whatever they do on there. Oh, perfect. Is this a little more toned down than Robot Chicken? This this seemed very childish to me, which is one yes. of the things that I think I was very, you know, had a problem with. Are the Robot Chicken ones a little more risque because it is Robot Chicken? They, they, they cuss more, basically, is the biggest difference. But all the jokes are basically the same from what I've seen. Oh, okay. Like, Interesting. I said, I actually thought this. I thought this was less soft than Robot Chicken. Actually, really, I thought this was more refined. All things considered, like not by much, but like Robot Chicken seemed like lowest common denominator at times. Again, it was appealing to like to like twelve year old boys, and this seemed a little too clever for that. Like not too that not that much more clever, but just enough where I was like, again, some of the stuff, again, like the jokes about. Like we're star again, uh, Robot Chicken felt like it was a Star Wars comedy special for people who just had a passive knowledge of Star Wars. This felt like you were firmly like ingrained in it. Like obviously knowing Forlom versus Zuckus and how they're always easily confused. It just it just it felt like Star Wars parody for diehards. And again, it it clearly it's 
succeeding where it was going for. Um, like I said, I don't think this was ever designed for ever for normies. I think this was designed for hardcore fans to laugh at Star Wars. And I don't think Disney's in the business of appealing to hardcore fans right now. Unless unless it unless they want the hardcore fans to kind of be ambassadors for other things, uh, hint hint wink wink, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. But other than that, I don't I don't I, I don't you dare sigh at that. We're gonna get into that in due time. That's but why I'm sighing. I am, folks. I am I am just jacked to the tits because because I'm having my moment in the sun, knowing that a moon is on its way to eclipse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's no moon. <laughs> no, it isn't. Ba 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 ba. Uh, no, I am. All right, uh, see you guys next week. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, but no, I know detours. Like I said, I, I was like I was shocked that we got it. Um, I have. I, I think it's funny in the Facebook group. Everyone's just like making copies of it and saving it to like as many different <laughs> things as possible to make sure that we don't lose track of it. I put um, it on Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, like, one thing I was very happy with the war. group. Save your media, everybody. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that that's a hallmark of cinematis. Um, but like, I think it's like just to, not to bring this back to like another famous crutch of this podcast. But think about this detour, something that really nobody cares about outside of like. Again, I think it's fair to call this like the niche upon niche when it comes to Star Wars content. This got leaked, and yet to this day. 42 years later, the holiday special still has not leaked in any sort of official capacity. <laughs> like that, like, like, like I said, I find that astounding. Cause I'm like, clearly somebody must have, I think of like, okay, not to bring this into a holiday special discussion, but on the topic of things, just leaking, like, think about that. Like when that was broadcast, it wasn't like today where it all comes from like a centralized hub. Like back then, they actually had to give copies to different like broadcasters all across On the country. Betamax. I don't know what they were using in '78. I don't, it might have been Betamax. I don't think it was, but I don't know. But like somehow, all those copies just miraculously disappeared. And yet, this—that again, it's digital, so it's much easier to transfer. But I don't know. I find that just fascinating. That like like the holiday special is still one of those things that didn't leak. And I don't know, like it, it, it's neither here nor there, but I just find it fascinating. It's just in the topic of Star Wars, like, like Zenger, we probably should do an episode maybe one day about like the most like, what's the word? Things of Star Wars that have never really seen the light of day outside of their like initial appearance. Or random things that do see the light of day, like a prototype Boba Fett helmet. Like, I, I think that was brought up by. Like, I didn't even know that that was the origin of it was some random, like, VHS thing. I just thought it was some Ralph McQuarrie art I've never seen or something, so. Well, like I said, I, I listened to that with Chris, and, or, I don't know, that was that episode I was part of, I don't even remember. Yeah, it was. It, was it, it, all, it all blurs together. Um, this podcast is a blur. My life is a blur. Um, the th I, Chris is not wrong, but the, the thing is that, like, yes, it's something that was, a, like, a glorified, like, Oh God! What are they, there's a word for it, Rob. You probably know it. Remember, we talked about it in the death of Superman lives with Nicholas Cage. Horcrux. Maybe. Um, what's that? <laughs> what's that called? <laughs> Maybe. Um, that's how. That's how he eventually. Um, David Prowse was one of the Horcruxes. Um, <laughs> too soon. Um, 
Uh, no, Rob. Like, what's it? What's it called, Rob? Like, remember that in Death of Superman Lives with Nicolas Cage, and they have like the polar. They talk about the Polaroid, and they're doing the uh, screen test. Screen test of a costume. Yeah, that's what I was. I was thinking something like it's. Uh, it's just like a test material for that. Because what Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage were in a hotel room when they did that photo shoot or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a screen test, and that's yeah. what that was. But the thing though is that like, yes, that's the foundation of it. But like. Between that moment and Zenger's prototype Boba Fett helmet that he got off the shelf at GameStop in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of like white chocolate Boba Fett like merchandise imagery. Um, like well, on the box, it was like explaining how like originally it was supposed to be like a super. I can't believe I'm doing this this way. A super trooper for like the the um, stormtroopers. Like he was well, supposed to be like a like a more effective version of them, which I'm like. Oh, well, that's where like legend. That's where like legend and history has blend together over the years, because I remember one of my first instances to being introduced to like white chocolate Boba Fett was in 2007 (laughs) for the 30th anniversary collection. One of the things they did for every wave of figures Hasbro, they released the Macquarie concept figure. And one of them was like, like concept art Boba Fett. And what it was, it was that it wasn't white chocolate Boba Fett. It was concept art. And that was kind of the thing where it was like, okay, what was Boba Fett going to be? Um, was Boba Fett going to be his own thing? Was he going to be part of all this? And the fact of him being like a like a prototype or like a special super duper stormtrooper is clearly where Lucas got the inspiration of making him part of the clone, part of the clone army or is a derivative of that. Um, you could see, like I said, everything in Star Wars is like just splinters off into just different things where it kind of makes it to the big screen, but in a way that it was never intended to be initially, um, or at least the idea initialized as, um, uh, I don't know where we were going with all this, I, but I'm, I'm like, wait, we were talking about something else. How do we get here? But yeah, you yes, guys we were talking this part of the conversation. We were talking about <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn, the greatest there, character in the history of Star Wars. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I have to say, I don't think we're there yet, but I do want to talk about, um, uh, big whiskey eventually, but I, I don't know if you guys wanted to do any sort of breakdown or, or mention certain moments because I know Zach, like you said, you're putting the entirety or you have already put the entirety of this in the podcast. There was something that I noticed that I wanted to ask you guys about. Of course, this leaked footage is, I guess what a, a work print, you know, it has like the, um, the scene, uh, scene identification at the top. It has the, uh, the timer down at the bottom at uh, 22 and 23 seconds in when Jar Jar first appears and he goes, Misa has two dates tonight. There's like a little subtitle that pops up. No that PU says, need need PU. Oh, need. P- what is PU? Do we know? I couldn't find anything like when I was at a quick Google, but what is it like? I, I, any ideas? I thought it was like needs like PUSA. I was hoping that's what it meant. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody's guess is as good as anybody else's, right? <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. Whether that's right or wrong, I have no idea. But that's what I. But my heart was leading me to. Okay, Zenger, did you notice this or any thoughts on what I PU could stand for? I'm seeing if I can find any reference, like what, like that would mean. Yeah, in animation or film, I couldn't find anything, but I didn't do a deep dive or anything. But I was like, that was the thing I was thinking. This is only six minutes. You know, was this kind of something that they they needed something else in there, like some other type of cutaway or something needs that would pick explain? Up. Pick up. It needs pick, pick up. up. Like probably uh, like a re um pickups um. Like it needs a 
re-record or something or oh, it needs to be oh, done better okay. because yeah like the okay okay that, i could see that for sure uh, that just stood out to me i guess you know even at 20 seconds in i was just looking more at the uh, production quality of this leak than the actual thing i i you know what the multiple times i watched this i never even picked up on that <laughs> I, I, I just imagine zenger you were clapping so fast in front of your face that you were missing things <laughs> Um, no, I, I mean, but, but, but the need pickup makes sense. Like that okay, makes okay. perfect sense. Cause that line is a little hard to hear sort of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I think when I watched cause I did watch this twice when Zach told me about it and then to get some ideas about it for this recording, I definitely don't even think I picked up on it the first time that he was like, Misa has two dates. And I yeah. was just like, oh, God, it's Jar Jar. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I think that's the thing is, I guess they assumed everyone was going to like say that same thing but yeah i mean that, like, like i said the, the the need pu makes that it makes a lot of sense of need pickup sure sure so that's my hot take on this episode <laughs> i i also think i would have liked to see a lot more of the credits because this leaked footage just like it cuts to the star wars um usual ending oh, i don't know if it's the usual but you know like the uh, the stars and the the blue font and i think it says something like you know created or executive produced by george lucas um i would have liked to see more of like a full credits thing and the other thing like we were talking about if this is only six minutes long how how full or how much longer would a full episode be it was this the true end of the episode or was it just kind of something they were cutting together i i would love more answers in that kind of realm and where this would exist in um in actuality, which is also my problem with the leak, where they're like, it's a full episode of Star Wars Detours, and I think we're all agreeing it's not. <laughs> it's a full segment of it's, an it's, episode. Yeah. It's like one, it's one vignette. Sure, sure. Glorious vignette. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I like that Dex's diner blows up. I think that was my favorite part. That well, I like the, the fact the, that it basically ends... Part, yeah. Yes, <laughs> think about that. You have a Star Wars thing that ends with an insurance scam. Like, that's just... <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful. Like that's the sort of stuff that like you're not gonna get in Disney. Like, you need, like you're not gonna get that in Lego Star Wars holiday special. Sure. You're not gonna have an episode in like even the Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull reference where it's like, that how do you guys survive? Probably my favorite line of this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like you're not gonna get that sort of humor because they don't want pe- again. That's the thing. Disney does not want you to remember those moments. They want you to forget about them. And yet, like that's the thing. I think they're slowly realizing maybe we do need to laugh at ourselves. I I don't know though cuz like I, I the only really indicator we have of current Disney what or Disney Star Wars like lampooning is the Lego Star Wars holiday special and again I I can I see feel like this is on the same of, level. No, no, no. This 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 is way too cutting compared to that. Relatively speaking that is. It's too, way too cutting. I meant humor-wise. Oh, by the way, there's an Imperial officer in there that just lets all this happen. <laughs> by the way, so. Uh, I, 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 that's the thing, is that, like, I don't want to discuss this blow by blow, because it's, like, it's kind of like discussing comedy. Like, like comedy is so subjective. Perfection. What What could that you possibly too. say? <laughs> well, that's, but, like, that's what I mean, though, is that, like, it either works for you or it doesn't. 
Um, within the first, what, two minutes, you can kind of surmise what your thoughts on the whole thing are going to be. You're either going to laugh hysterically at Jar Jar, like, walking through the door, like, destroying the plays and being like, Misa, have two dates tonight. What are Misa going to do? Like, if you either yeah, when laugh... they're like, we need to send out a hostage. It's like you knew who it was going to be instantly. Yeah, it's still funny. Like I said, this this show, you either get on board with it immediately or you don't. Like it's it's just one of those things. It's like there, there's no like kind of just like waffling room. You're either on board or you're not. And I think like that's the thing is that, like if I were Disney, I'd be like, you know what, we're gonna save this from we have really no new content. Wait until like June when all the kids are out of school and just put it on Disney Plus one afternoon during the summer. Like that's what I would do and be like, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? It's free content. How often does that happen? Um, like but I think it's fascinating too that like think of all this content that was produced like in the late 2000s, early 2010s before Lucas sold the company that we're just now getting like our, our first taste of. Like the first thing was McClunky, which think about that. Lucas did that like in 2010 and it took roughly 10 years for us to finally get that. And now we're finally getting this like eight years later, which makes you wonder like how much more content is out there that we don't have that was produced like in that very specific window of like 2010 to like 2012. Random other question. Are the cops just super battle droids? I don't know what they are. I feel like they're (laughs) super battle droids for like no apparent reason. I like okay, and also next to Dex's Diner is like a giant Max Rebo, like like either building or one of those like giant blow offs like they have outside car dealerships. Like that's another thing I noticed. It's like I, I it's just like set dressing, but I found it hysterical. Why was Boba <laughs> Fett a Funko Pop? <laughs> like they're <laughs> all so Funko short. Pops. No, they there's all a are. woman with a beehive hairdo. Okay, no, I, all these Star Wars originated characters are Funko Pops. Anyone made for the show is, except for Billy D. Williams, he looks pretty. Yeah, and I mean, Dexter like, Gester, he looks like the same he did from Attack of the Clones. Awful. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sanger, you can't forsake Attack of the Clones anymore because it weren't for that setting in that one particular scene, you wouldn't have the show. Zanger. Well, I don't, I, I don't have it yet in full. You got you, you, Zanger. You have part of it. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> like Taste I'm just seeing so many background you can't crap here on of, the anymore. of like there, there's a guy in the background that looks like he has like mint chocolate chip ice cream for hair. I did see hair. that. That was yeah. Weird. It's <laughs> it's like those kind of jokes. I'm like it is the lowest common denominator fun that I'm like. I feel I could watch this a hundred times and I'd still pick out something that I found like that I hadn't seen before. And it's that level of detail that like, I, I want to see more of this. Cause I feel like once again, as it's been pointed out before, I feel I get the, I get what this show is supposed to be well, probably yeah, better than a lot of people, probably better than most people. Yeah. I would say Zenger, you and I are probably like in the one percentile, like upper percentile people who understand what the point of the show is. <laughs> For better or for worse. God, it's so good. It is. I I, I want more, like, in all, by all means. But, like, look what happened with the uh, Star Wars Underworld, like, test footage. Like, we only got, like, nine minutes of that and nothing else trickled out about that. Yeah, but um, we know more of this exists. Like, we I know, know. For a fact it does. Well, and okay, someone got the- access to it. Well, here's the, here's the million-dollar question, then. Is that, like, okay... 
like I, as I've said, I know this is more of a cinematis thing I say than anything else, but I think I've said it a few times on here too when it comes in regards to Star Wars, Clone Wars, is that anything that's able to stay on YouTube that the corporate owner does not try to take down means that they don't care about it. So what's going to happen to this test footage? Like, like what's, what's the view count on this thing right now? Is it still in the triple digits or did it make it past a thousand? It's still in the triple digits at the moment, but this is such an unknown person that technically posted it. Yeah, but it's which, on Reddit, though. Which, it's on Reddit. The fandoms, well, the fandom, the Reddit's got like a lot more traction on it. Which, which makes you wonder, like, oh, let's, I mean, let me see, because sometimes YouTube doesn't update the view count if it spikes too high. Let me see. And there's a couple of websites. YouTube. Um, but here's the other thing. I, I, I do love the fact that the guy or person, the, the individual, like, uh, the individual who posted this uh, said, "If my if my uh, channel gets deleted, tell my wife I love her." Yes, that uh, was a great. Big shout out to um, the multiple people in the Facebook group that posted <laughs> that and very nicely put the big red circle around it. Oh, I can't see anything without that big red, big red circle. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> but but at, at the same time, once again, I feel like this may have been someone who even worked on the show. So I'm like, that's just something I would put, and I feel like I could have written for this show easily. Yes, Sanger. We we as, we we established being the lowest common denominator for Star Wars humor. I want it that when we first started talking, when we had our disgraced Star Wars like projects thing that we did like three and a half years ago, and when Brendan Hay found us and he commented on Twitter and he's like, yes, this show was made explicitly for Zenger, not for anybody else. So it, <laughs> that it terrified you. Yes, we have it on record that this show was made solely for Zenger. Nobody else. By so. one of the by one of the actual like people behind it. Yeah, that's and he and we never we never we never got him. That was always he's up there with like J.W. Rinsler and like when it comes to he's like, a great white whale. I say J.W. Rinsler is the great white whale, but Brendan Hay is like, like a pretty close. Great white whale is Star Wars Detours itself. So fair. I mean, fair, fair. I'm, I'm getting close. You're getting Call close. Oh, God. All right, Rob. I figure because Zenger can talk forever about this. Yeah, I, I, I will keep going. So we better move on before I, like I said, I'm rewatching it right now. And I will just keep on pointing out stuff <laughs> I see. Like, Zenger, I the, burger, get... the burger, the burger, like in the very beginning has like green, green and I think blue, like condiment sauce on it. <laughs> All right. Well, Zenger does that, Rob. Any final thoughts on this? Uh, no, I think, uh, I got it out of the way. I think, um, you guys are infinitely more knowledgeable about this. And like I said, I hope you guys get more. I mean, I, like I said at the start, I don't think I'd watch anymore if it gets leaked. I think I'm going to adjust that to say if an, a full episode ever gets released, no matter how it is through leak or otherwise, I would check that out. I think that might be part of the reason I didn't really care for this is that it was so segmented. Um, but Hey, you know, I, I hope it all comes out for the you entire episode with, with all of the running jokes throughout the entire episode also um i i know that there is some writing here and there that's in basic so um i guess i better get my translator out to see what the stuff says because dexter does have a tattoo on his arm <gasps> one of his arms that actually is like something in basic so <sighs> like i said every time i watch this i'm going to find something new Zenger's gonna do a forensic deep dive on Star Wars. It's gonna be like a forty-minute long like YouTube video in the next couple of days. Zenger's is finally gonna branch out into video content, and this is gonna be the like the inaugural episode. 
I would also like to know more about the voice actors. I, you know, like I said, we don't have the credits, and you can tell it's Weird Al. You can tell it's Breckenmeyer. I would love to know some of the other stuff, but I think that's just more. I'm more interested in the production of this than the actual I, content. Oh, what's his name? Actually, did Jar Jar? I'm at best. Yeah, it's, it kind of sounded him. like him. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Well, I mean, Billy Bill D. Williams is doing. I I think they got a lot of people like. Well, this was also when like Star Wars was kind of like it was it was like nobody knew what to do with it. It was like, okay, like the movies have been over for like five years. The TV show had been running for two years. And it was like, well, what are we gonna do with Star Wars right now? It, and that's again, they were, they were working on 3D versions. They were up converting everything to 4K. Um, so it was it was a weird time for Star Wars. Like it was probably the closest time we've had to like, the period like in the early nineties where they really didn't know what to do with it. Like Lucas was still deciding what the future of star Wars looked like for the second time. And then he got a huge paycheck and decided he doesn't need to worry about it anymore. <laughs> well, he, he read too many YouTube comments and he was like, like deuces. I'm out. <laughs> hey, I don't blame him. <laughs> we don't want speaking of all this. Cause obviously Lucas's uh, formal walking away from the company is tied into all this. I, I've always wondered, and this is maybe more of a Rob question than a Zenger question. Is that how big of a role do you think Red Letter Media played in Lucas selling Lucasfilm to start up to Disney? Oh, that's an interesting question. I I've always kind of gone back and forth with this because yeah, that the Mr. Plinkett review of Phantom Menace was so popular and really I I guess, you know, not knowing a lot about Red Letter Media's history, I think that's as far as I know, what got them off the ground really was that review. I I I, I don't know. It's it's like just because the YouTube video was popular. I mean, weren't there a lot of critics saying the same thing about Phantom Menace in the years after it came out? Like, I can't imagine Red Letter Media was the only thing that impacted that. That I, I would imagine that there was a lot of other factors that went into it um, for George Lucas to make that decision. My only th- – like, okay, you're not wrong. I've also but- only seen the Phantom Menace review. I know that Plinkett did – or Mike Staclasa, I guess, did the other two prequel movies, but I've never watched those. I don't know if they were as popular. My thing, though, is that, like, yes, criticism of the prequels had been around since 1999, but it's that in 2009, the Plinkett Phantom Menace review was such a concise and biting criticism. Okay. In that it was, and also, it was like any, like, again, it, it was the reason why you, it's, it's probably... I don't want to say it's a pillar of why YouTube eventually became so popular. I think that's giving it too much credit, but it was like what the platform would later go on to become in that, like it was film criticism done in a unique way. And it was so bite-sized and so easily repeatable and how we've talked on cinematis numerous times. Mm. So memeable that it it was almost like if you were in a film, like a film circle on the internet and you were in the late two thousands, it was inescapable. And that's the okay. thing. So, like, you have, like, the one-two punch of, like, you have the Phantom Menace review in 2009. They do the Attack of the Clones one in 2010. Um, I think the Revenge of the Sith one comes out in early 2011. And then in the toward the mid-late 2011, you get people versus George Lucas. And the rumors, from what I've heard, was that during the press events for Star Tours, the adventure continues – the successor to the original ride, Luke, that's when Lucas started like going to Bob Iger and was like, I'm thinking about selling the company. Would you be interested? 
And that's what makes me wonder is that like in 2011, you have all of this media come out that's so just vile Mm -hmm. and biting and that it just makes me wonder, like not saying that they're solely responsible, but maybe they're the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Okay. That's an interesting idea. Um, but yeah, must, Lucas must be aware of it, right? He must be aware. Of oh, it. I yeah, I would be shocked if he was not. And I mean, I'm sure that, you know, the not just red letter media, but all the other big, I don't know, pillars of, of <laughs> what I but consider what, cancer of, you know, media criticism, like, uh, you know, Cinema Sins and Blank Check, their Star Wars stuff. I'm but sure he's he's somewhat aware of all of that. But that but I like, think about those like in late 2000, in the late 2000s, there wasn't anything like like now, like, oh, there's no shortage of fan criticism of star wars in a video okay. format mm-hmm. but like in 2009 like i can still remember like finding that and showing that to sal and obviously rob gets that reference it was like that was the thing was that like that was like there was nothing like that in 2000 in the late 2000s okay okay and that's and yes like you, like you were saying that's what got them off the ground but it's kind of like being the first one to the party doesn't mean you have to be the best it's just you're the first one there yeah yeah. Um. And, and I just wonder about that. I've always wondered what broke Lucas. Like, think about that. Like, this was his baby forever. And even though, yes, a four point something billion dollar payday, who's good in their right mind, who's going to walk away from that? And maybe Lucas saw the tea leaves or read the tea leaves on what media was going to become. Um. I don't know. I think him selling to Disney was probably inevitable because there's yeah, no way he was. Get- I don't know how deep into Lucas we want to get, but when was Red Tails? Because he made himself seem to be an idiot on the press tour for Red Tails. Remember that? Well, that's the thing. Red Tails came out like in this, I think, February of 2012. So that was was, okay. Okay. But by that time, though, he was already setting things in motion to sell the company. Like he'd already, by that point, it was more or less a fait accompli because he already had meetings with Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford about like, okay, I'm doing episode seven. But part of the, the the deal with Disney is that like they want to know you guys will be on board. Like that, that was a thing. Like he kind of had to have all the pieces in a row sure. before they would buy the company. From at least my understanding of it, like they had to still yeah. That was the timeline. Uh, that was the timeline aspect. I didn't really know with because I think that was the last time George Lucas was really in the spotlight. Other than memes, was Red Tails, and he goes on Oprah Winfrey, and he's like, "No one wants to make this movie because they're racist," and I'm a rich yep. white man saying this, and it's like George. Calm down. You made Star Wars, you know, take the win. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can still remember that. He's going to the, the, the oh, God, the richest African-American woman in the world telling yeah. how the world is so racist. And I'm yeah. like, I, and I'm like, I'm like, no comment. I'm like, you know what? This this feels very off for two billionaires to be arguing about how they can't have what they want. And I'm like, intention, maybe a plus execution. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh man, it's like okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't know. It's just uh, you can't help but discuss this because this obviously was something he was work not personally working on, but something that he obviously greenlit mm-hmm. and then knew it was going to more or less just dissipate the thin air when Disney took control of it. Sure. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting concept for sure. It'd be fast. Like, I remember. I think it was J. W. Rinsler who had like his blog series. When uh, and one of the like the first few initial chapters were how like what was the mood at Lucasfilm in like October 2012. Mm-hmm. I have those in a word file somewhere. I gotta post those in the Facebook group because it's fa- it's, it's interesting. 
Um, because nobody knew what was gonna happen. Everyone, like any sort of corporate takeover, everyone just kind of sat there and just held their breath and was like, Well, the, things are not gonna be the same going forward. Um, but no, like I said, that's just it's tangentially related to all this because it's just you, you're trying to figure out what the thought think about it. When they shelved the series, episode seven was an idea. Yeah. And now we have the sequel trilogy and it's in stone. So it's like, Maybe. well, what does that mean? Oh no, just 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 all the we we should they they should redo it. <laughs> sure, Stuff that was going around a while back. Right after they do the prequels, they'll redo the sequel trilogy. Sweet, something uh, to look forward to. Something to look forward to. All right, are we ready to talk about the uh, the greatest character name drop in the history of Star Wars? Big uh, whiskey. No. Okay. Do we have to? <laughs> do we have to? Okay, Rob, you have to freaking. I feel like that. I need don't to explain it. I don't. I. I think I just don't want to explain it. Okay. I think it should be like a Knights of Vader contest if somebody can figure out why Baby Yoda is big whiskey. They'll get like a thumbs up for me in the Facebook group. That's the biggest prize I can represent. But I uh, I did watch the only episode of season two of The Mandalorian I've watched because Zach asked me to is the most recent one that blew up the Facebook group. <laughs> it's, been, it's been quite the active week when it comes to the Facebook group, hasn't it, Zanger? It, it has been. It's It's a very... Very interesting past few days. I was able to watch it early, which enabled me not to have any spoilers. So that was great. Um, yeah, very active this week. Very, very active group. Sorry, I'm, I, I need to pause the app. I'm, I'm watching it again. <laughs> I figured. I figured. <laughs> oh, my God. Zenger's not playing a video game while we're recording. He's doing something else that distracts him. Right, um, so yeah, big Whiskey. Uh, I think my thoughts on The Mandalorian, since it's the only episode I've seen. I know I mentioned it briefly, I think, Zach, when we did the wait, any, Colin Trevorrow script episode. We talked about the first season oh, of Mandalorian. Okay, I was about to say, only episode from this season or only episode at all? Because that's an interesting concept. Yeah, I, saw, I watched the entire season one day. Okay. with somebody else because they wanted to watch it and I had no interest and I was not paying that much attention. Um, I think uh, the first episode is absolute trash. Um, I have no desire to see the second season, really. I watched this one because Zach wanted me to comment on it. And I, off mic yesterday, asked him, I was like, is this really the best thing to ever happen to Star Wars? Because that's what everybody in the Facebook group says, it seems. Um, I'm sure Zach will give some of his thoughts this what is this episode called? The Jedi, I think. The Jedi, mm. not yeah. referring, in my opinion, to Ahsoka. Just oh, as sure. Jedi's concept. Yeah. Um, I think Rosario Dawson looks absolutely goofy as Ahsoka. I don't really like that look. Um, I like that she can basically read Big Whiskey's mind, and she goes, "His name is Big Whiskey," and Mandalorian's <laughs> like, "That's a great Star Wars name." Here we go. I've heard the name Thrawn before. Overall, I thought this episode, I don't know if it's, this is what the Mandalorian is going for. It seemed very bloated. Like the whole scene of them just like running around the maze of this town and picking off the guards. And well, one, I do, I do love seeing droids get chopped up and shot. That's always a great thing. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I felt like they could have cut out at least five minutes of just like nonsense. I get it's fan service, like Ahsoka fighting the magistrate, I guess, at the end. But I was just like, okay, you know, I, I don't really have any attachment to this, I think. Um, Big Whiskey still is the stupidest looking thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it looks so dumb. Uh, so, yeah, overall, probably I'd give this a D plus as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Star Wars is just striking out when it comes to Rob. Um, 
All right, folks. I know. I know. Yesterday, uh, I sent my thoughts to Zenger. Zenger passed them on to Chris Oh, oh I'm going to pull a Zenger and say one more thing. Best part of the episode, Michael Bean. Best part of the episode. <laughs> Michael, you Bean really did not listen to yesterday's episode at all, did you? You talking to me? Yeah. Prior. No, to I this. have not listened to Knights of Vader in a very long time. I must say. Good. Good. <laughs> Good for you. I just wanted to make sure because I'm like, wow, like everything we praise, you're like, I hate it. The last episode of Knights of Vader I listened to was the Spaceballs one when I edited it. So I'm sorry, <laughs> Knights of Vader. I got to catch up. <laughs> oh, God. Michael uh, Bean, great. Absolutely. Michael Bean looked tired. Like, he just, like, he did not look like, like we, I remember at one point. talked about that exact thing. So, yeah. I know, I know. But the point I'm trying to get at is that, like, I, I completely forgot he was in this season. And then, like, it wasn't until the very, very end where I was like, wow, that guy looks a lot like Michael Bean. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a rumor from, like, like February. Um, yeah, I, like, he just looked like, like, he, like, speaking of bloated, he just did not look. Like, I don't know, maybe it was the makeup, maybe he was lit wrong. He just did not look good. Um, he doesn't really do anything. He's kind of he's like every other character in this show that's not meant to be something important. He's just kind of stupid. Um, yeah, like that like, whole ending scene where he's like they're listening to the the magistrate and Ahsoka fight, and they're both like on edge with their guns. I'm like, Mandalorian, just shoot him in the face. Like, yeah, just end this. Like, why are we making it take so long? Just kill him. I think the thing is that, like, they're trying to make Mandalorian out to be more. Like, they're, they're trying to do the Han Solo thing with him where he's no longer a cold-blooded killer. He no longer shoots first and asks questions later. He'll try to give people benefit of the doubt. Um, but, like, when it comes to the audience, though, like, there's absolutely no tension of Michael Bean, like, trying to shoot him. Because it's like, we've seen Mandalinian literally run to, like, a hail of gunfire and nothing happens to him because of yeah. the armor. So, like, there's no ten like when you, like there's tension in the context of the scene but there's no context from the viewer's perspective because we know that well, his armor is more or less impenetrable I, I love the tension of the assassin droid appearing behind him too and that also accomplishing nothing because he was able to take it out no problem <laughs> that, that one dude from the town is like behind you <laughs> i thought that delivery was terrible <laughs> Uh, but, uh, no, like overall, I love this episode again. Rob asked me my thoughts. Like he said, and I, I get, it's much like what Chris Portia said yesterday when he read my notes. I, I, thought, I thought Chris was the best analog for you. So I Chris is my, I, be- Chris is my surrogate. Well, I'm like, I, I've, I've said that member of the I said podcast. That, yeah. I said that you, I, you have no choice, but to, you're like, that's why you're here is if Zach's not, I mean, also for your great opinions, but if Zach's not here, yes, you are my, his stand in. He's my Canadian equivalent. Um, yeah, no, I, I love pretty much everything. I agree with Rob. There was some points where it's like, okay, let's like, let's just move this along. Um, there's just way too many scenes of him just walking down streets and corridors like this in this entire series, like enough of this. I'll just have him walk to a front door, have something because most of the scenes just look the exact same, but with a different, like, like, Oh God, what's it called when they do this color correction done to it? It looks like the exact oh, same yeah. set with different color corrections. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like how many times can we just have him walk somewhere, knock on the door, walk in exposition, then walk out and just walk. Like I said, it, there's a lot of that. Um, again, go, I keep telling people, go watch have gun will travel. It's the exact same show, but <laughs> instead of it being not Boba Fett, it, it's a cowboy or a ba- again, he's a bounty hunter. That was well, a cowboy. Well, this, was. as I said before, and it didn't really hit, I think with the record yesterday and it probably won't hit again today. Um, this this is very Western meets Eastern episode. Like it's very much samurai with a whole lot of um Western thrown in for the Man- Mandalorian being, of course, the Western and um, 
the Jedi, I mean, Ahsoka being the samurai. Yeah, no, like I said, and that, and that sort of like when you have I that love- like, yeah, when you have that like sweet and sour combination, I, I love that sort of stuff. Like I said, I, I think Star Wars is at its finest when it's delving into spirituality. And that's obviously what you're referencing when it comes to more the the Eastern influences of this episode. Um, and that's just what the Force is in general uh, when it comes to just, like, the Jedi teachings and things of that sort. Like, I love, like, I, I, I it's, oh God, Rob's going to hate me for this. Um, <laughs> that, like, like, when, oh, God, there's a point in this where, like, Ahsoka's telling the Mandalorian, and she's like, oh, like, something, something, Grogu. And that's the reveal of his name. He's like, Grogu. And and it's like yes, that's his name. She and says then, big whiskey, but yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, she says big whiskey. And then like a couple minutes later, where he's like, "Kid, grab the rock," and she's like, "Grogu," and he's like, "Grogu," and Baby Yoda just like tilts his head, and goes like, uh, it just has this reaction. And that was the first time in this entire series that I I think I fell in love with Baby Yoda, and I was like, I'm on board now. Like they like they finally made him into a character. He's no longer like don't get me wrong, he's still a merchandising opportunity, but he doesn't he's actually a character now. Like he, he has a backstory. And that's what Star Wars has that's the reason why people fell in love with Star Wars from the get-go is the fact that like even the most minute background character had a fleshed out backstory. And yet they deliberately did not do this in this show because they wanted to have another blank slate that people would just be like, oh man, he's just a cute little action or baby doll. And that's the thing, is that like I I no, like give the like that's a fun thing about Star Wars. They're all characters. And the fact that like he actually has a backstory now where it's ambiguous and the fact that, like Ahsoka's like, well, he he went through this dark period where he basically kind of like what's the word? Um repressed his memories because he was just kind of like being like like just hustled all over the place and just trafficked. And I'm like, oh my God, like you're actually making this like again, even though it's more telling and not showing, at least it's a step in the right direction compared to the fact they weren't doing it, period, for the last 12 episodes. Um, like it's I can't think about it. Until this episode, Frog Woman had more of a backstory than Baby Yoda did. And that was clearly intentional because of some bizarre reason. Um but no, like I said, I, I loved, I pretty much loved everything about this episode other than the normal things that the whole series has done in general, where it's just plotting, um, him going to location X, him going there, walking to town, questioning somebody, the per- people running away out of fear, him confronting somebody, there being a misunderstanding, they team up, they take down the bad guy, and then he says goodbye, and he moves on. Like that sort of stuff, it's just like it, it's getting annoying. They have to knock that off eventually. You just can't keep again. We're thirteen episodes into the show, and that's literally every single episode. Um, again, this this isn't nineteen sixty serials. You you can't do this anymore. Audiences have evolved beyond that. Um, but but no, like I said, I, I, uh, Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka. I know we were that was a big thing in the recording, the last recording when I listened to it, was that there was a lot of um, stuff about like like on the internet about like. Uh, what was it, Zenger? Hashtag like Ashley Eckstein lives or cancel Rosario Dawson. I I don't know. <laughs> not I, not I, my Ahsoka. Not my Ahsoka. Thank you. Um, I guess I don't use social media anymore outside of just kind of peering into the Facebook period, uh, Facebook group periodically. Um, like Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka was great in the sense of like they they got nine tenths of it right. Um, I I think Rosario Dawson's voice is completely off. I don't know why they couldn't meet in the middle and have Ashley Eckstein dub her. I think that would have been absolutely perfect. It would have been you, you could have you couldn't have hit the nail on the head any better if you had her dub 
Rosario Dawson. Um, Rosario Dawson's delivery is a little too flat. You can tell that she's trying too hard to try to emulate Ashley Eckstein at times. And it just feels like a, a bad impersonation. But I, I, again, they're clearly trying to do their own thing when it comes to reimagining some of these characters, a la Alden Ehrenreich and Han Solo. Um, the thing is that eventually Rosario Dawson Ahsoka is going to be to become the definitive version of Ahsoka. Um, unless you were somebody that grew up with the animated series for the last 10 years. Um, I think some of her movements, like I think even Rob can attest to, and I know Zenger can, that like when you remember Ahsoka in either Rebels or Clone Wars, she just, bo- she just like, she's like a grasshopper. She just hops mm-hmm. around from bing, bang, boom. And in this, she is very, very slow. Um, and like, I, I, I know the argument here is, or the excuse is, oh, it's live action. You have to adapt things from one medium to another. And that's fine. Um, I, again, I'm not, I'm not complaining about this. I'm just pointing it out kind of indifferently. Um, but like just her movements are just a little too slow and that's odd considering that you have HK droids that move the exact same way that she did in the animated series that you can't have her do that. Again, this is where that stupid real sets, practical effects nonsense gets in the way. Falls off. What? That the, the real sets, practical effects falls off because you're going to animate. I mean, you're going to have a HK droid do that, but you're not going to take the time to. I don't know. I, I feel it would look too fake, and I feel like we'd be complaining in the other direction. Well, it's it's. But the thing about those, like, sure, some people might complain the other direction, but my problem is not whether they did it or they didn't do it. It's the thought process that brought, eh, thought process that's influencing the decision because they're going back to the stupid real sets, practical effects, and somehow they've diluted half the fan base into thinking that because they're using. What it reminds me of, and I'm not sure if Rob, even you're aware of this, the big claim to fame of this show now on a behind-the-scenes level is that they're no longer using green screen. Um, if you, The best way to describe the technology that they're using now, Rob, is it that spherical see- thing? Like the big, like the weird, like uh, refractory. I've I've read a yeah, little bit about it. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a weird form of rear, like rear screen projection. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep. It's 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 that. Um, the best way to describe it to people who don't know what I'm talking about is that if you've ever seen Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, there's a sequence where Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg are sneaking in somewhere, and they have like a giant like. Um, Again, it's kind of like what Rob described. I don't know the technical term for it, but it's like a rounded screen. It has a camera like on the back of it, and it can sit there like project the image. It's that, and somehow they've they've confused or just duped all the idiots out there that think that real sets are better. And yet somehow this, even though it's it's basically instead of doing green screen where the the background is inserted after the fact, you're just inserting it in real time. And yet somehow all these idiots out there think this is the second coming of special effects. Um, it's the same thing. It's still not a real set. It's just basically a real life animatic. Again, it's it's rear screen projection. Um, that's gonna, it's kind of like again, rear screen projection isn't bad, but it's in time it's gonna look just as goofy as anything else does. Like as much as I love things like 2001: A Space Odyssey, go watch the monolith sequence. You can, it's blatantly obvious that it's a set with a line where the rear screen projection begins. Um, again, it's it's. A suspension of disbelief at the end of the day But I think that principle applies to anything Whether it be the Green screen or real sets Or or what they're currently doing now Whatever the official term for it is It's somehow everybody thinks this is infinitely better Than, than green screen even though it's the exact Same thing but just done It's just done faster um, It's more efficient it's basically that's all it's just more efficient um, 
I don't know where I was going with any of this. When I got, I, I was on my soapbox. So uh, can somebody give me uh, like, like a stick or something to kind of help me get off this? Um, wh- where are we going with all this? What, what, you're eventually going to talk about Thrawn. <laughs> I yeah, will talk about Thrawn. Thrawn. <laughs> what's a Thrawn? Thrawn is possibly the greatest, the second greatest villain in Star Wars history because he's the antithesis to evil space wizard. Um, as everybody knows, I've had a giant, giant raging, uh, uh, thing in my pants for Thrawn for pretty much ever, ever since the aftermath trilogy. Um, I always felt, I think there was even an episode I did of this podcast before the rise of Skywalker came out where I was like, Thrawn is the key to, to basically star Wars post return of the Jedi. Um, I think this episode definitely points in that direction. I'm I've convinced myself. I don't know how right I'm going to be at the end of the day, but I know I've talked about it numerous times in the past that when they had that giant, um, timeline of star wars they had like prequels original trilogy uh sequel trilogy and there was a giant gap with literally nothing written under it other than mandalorian between jedi and force awakens and i'm like something's going to go on during that period they just haven't either decided or not ready to reveal it i do think we're going to get some new version of the thrawn trilogy as in like og thrawn trilogy from uh, the early 90s i i think that's inevitable Clearly, is that going to be the basis for the Ahsoka series, like season one, two, and three. They could adapt that. I I don't know. I think that's going to be the lead into it. Um, I do think at some point we're going to get. I, I know Zengri. I'm so glad you brought this up in the last, not even in the previous episode. Um, I think it's a fait accompli that we're going to get uh, digitally de-aged Mark Hamill. I think that's going to happen. I think he's going to look. Think about it. By the events of the Mandalorian, Luke Skywalker's in his like late twenties, so he's about twenty-eight. I think twenty-eight-ish, give or take a year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him and a six-year-old Ben Solo. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that at some point. Because um, when you think about uh, putting Baby Yoda like kind of like on a platform that Ray was on Oct- on Octo um, as a kind of like a conduit of the Force. I, I don't know what other Jedi could show up that would get people excited. I, I like where you guys' head was at last week when you were talking about who it could be and the fact that the well, show there, could end on a cliffhanger. Well, there's – I mean who could it be? You've got like literally less than five options. Well, OK. You've already burned that, through a that, so it can't be her. What? No, no. They, 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 they could do a bait and switch where she comes out there and she's like, it was actually me the whole time. I see, see how dedicated you were, and you at that, that point, I might hate this show as much as you do. Um, Why? No, I might. That no, would no. be like the biggest. Like, what the crap did we just do this for? I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I think I don't think it is either. But I want to put it out there so if it does, I can say, "See, told you so." Sure. Uh, no, like anything's possible. Um, I I think just did. I think about it. They they were the rise of Skywalker showed. They could do digitally de-aged Mark Hamill. And I know someone's like, if Chris were here, he'd be arguing with me about this. And I know what they did was they, they superimposed Return of the Jedi footage on an actor's face for that Rise of Skywalker flashback scene. But I, I think the technology's there now, um, especially with things like deep fakes and things like that, where they could very easily do a, like a late 20s Mark Hamill um, showing up to take Baby Yoda or, or just get, somehow getting involved. Um, I do, again, going back to Thrawn, I do think that we are going to get some new version of the Thrawn trilogy and that Thrawn's going to be the big bad post-Jedi, but pre 
uh, first order. Um, I think that's 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 going to happen. Just because Thrawn is exactly what Star Wars needs right now, you need a villain that's not just evil space wizard. You need an intellectual villain that can outthink the the heroes, which is something Star Wars on a mainstream level has never but done we, before. We kind of have that with Gideon. No, Gideon. No, Gideon. No, Gideon's going to turn out to be a pawn in all this. That's that's the thing. He's a pawn. He's he's not someone. That's the thing too. Somebody. I know. I went through this back in like March during the Mandalorian Redux episode. But like like Moff Gideon is the definition of like a neutered villain. Like there's nothing intimidating about him. He's easily defeated. All he has is a glowy black sword. That's all he has going for him. Um, like I know people are excited about the Dark Troopers. It's like, uh, who cares? They're, they're cannon fodder in a game from almost 30 years ago. Um, there, there's no hype for something like that. Like, again, they're, they're just fodder. It's like it was what battle droids were in the late 90s. They're just there to be disposed of. And plus, we've already seen Dark Troopers. They were in Rebels at one point. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think the big reveal at the end of this episode or I'm sorry, at the end of this season, is that you are going to get, you're either going to get Thrawn or you're going to get Luke Skywalker. Um, I, or you're going to get Ezra. No, no, they're going to save that. You, you, well, okay, okay so, no. so here's who we have. Here's Ezra who we have on table. Pause, pause, pause. pause. The thing about Ezra is that people are not going to be, think about it. If you're going to have a fan favorite character that's not familiar with the mainstream audiences, they have to stand out visually. And think about all the fan favorite characters we've gotten this season so far. They all stand out visually. Up, Ezra Bridger look like. Hmm. I can just let let me see here. I could just put my finger on it. It's who could it be? I feel like maybe someone in a video game, possible. Oh, he just would look like Galen Merrick, Starkiller. They're not going to do that. No, that's because Galen Merrick. He would look very much like him. Just go grab that actor and just have him be named. They're not. No, they're not going to do. They're not going to make Sam. Whit- they're not going to make Ezra. In- well, wait. No, well, he would be. Oh God, Zenger. Oh my God, Zenger. You just gave me an idea. Oh my God, would they really be that crazy to do that? Oh my God. Um. Okay. Oh God, this could be a lot of weird context to explain. Poor Rob. I, I, I lo- I Rob is just Rob sucking. Is just sit- Rob Sitting cannot there, right? pour enough alcohol into his coffee right now. We're, we're talking move. about Ezra Miller, right? You're saying the Flash yes. is going to show up yes. at the end? Yes, <laughs> the Flash will show up. This, this is always revealed to be part of the DC universe. <laughs> no, keep oh. going. I, I don't have much to add to this, but keep going. I'm, no, I'm not here to if you did. But this is what I'm, okay. And this is what Cowboy Hat Man might be doing with Ezra. Zanger, did you ever read the OG Thrawn trilogy? No, feel like I need to, though. Okay, this is where I need Chris. Chris would be on the same page with me with this. In the original Thrawn trilogy, Thrawn, okay, to give everybody a brief synopsis of the original Thrawn trilogy, this is what it was. Go briefer. It, it, I'm going to try to be briefer because I haven't read those books like in five years. Um, what it was was that Thrawn was the last highest ranking Imperial post Endor. Um, he was trying to consolidate the forces of the Empire and he realized, even though he was a master tactician, he didn't have the forces to beat back the New Republic. So he goes, okay, I need more forces, and I need 
bodies to basically supply those ships. So the second book in that series was pretty much him and the New Republic forces, i.e. Luke, Leia, and Han, both factions racing to find the Katana fleet. The Katana fleet was basically a Clone Wars era fleet of ships before, obviously, anything that happened with the prequels was that it was a fleet of like, I think, thousands of ships. And they and it was whoever controlled this fleet basically had like an instant army. Think very similar to the Sith fleet on Exegol. It was like tens of thousands of ships. Almost and, like Star Wars hasn't had a new idea in decades. Boy. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So by the the big reveal at the end of the second book was Thrawn beat the New Republic to the Katana fleet and he got them all. And what it was in the in the reveal it was like okay well how is Thrawn going to basically get enough uh, manpower and personnel to to command all these ships and was oh he found a clone foundry on this planet and they started like like producing clones but they were very unstable clones that was a big thing too they were not like they so couldn't they last were long. like a bad batch of them shh, shh, <laughs> quiet now um um i don't even think if rob's allowed to laugh at that if he gets it um so the big thing was that, like, in the first book, though, Thrawn wanted to neuter the ability of, like, Luke Skywalker and other Force users. And this is one of those things that they've deliberately cut out of canon, was that Thrawn found these creatures called the Salamari. And I know I've explained this to Rob recently, but it was they basically, like, created, like, a little bubble that Force users couldn't connect to the Force, um, and I know both Cowboy Hat Man and Lucas said they never subscribed to that. I know in Rebels, they have those creatures as part of Thrawn's mural on the Chimera in the back, but there they are not canon. But the reason why Thrawn found these creatures in the first book was that he was looking for like an ancient Jedi master named, oh, I can't even pronounce the name. Shh, I can spell it more than I can pronounce it. Like Sharish Chaubair. I, I, I'm butchering that so badly right now. But the big and is that Thrawn went to this ancient Jedi master and was like, okay, I need your help because like the new Republic and Luke Skywalker have corrupted the ideals of the Jedi order of old. I will bring like order to the galaxy. And then it comes out that the re that this ancient Jedi master wasn't ancient. He was a clone and he'd gone mad. And the final battle. Yes, in the final battle of the the third Thrawn book from the nineties, it's kind of bonkers. Luke and Mara Jade like fight a a cloned Luke whose name is Luke L U U K E. Um, <laughs> it's 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 insane. Um, but that's the thing though is that basically Thrawn was able to amass this huge army through the help of like a deranged Jedi master, and I just wonder. Is that going to be their parallel? Is that Thrawn's going to be able to amass a huge army with the help of a, a deranged Jedi master? In other words, Ezra. And that's where that's what I'm thinking they might be going down the path of is that maybe Thrawn was able to corrupt Ezra in some way, not through like moral corruption, but maybe Ezra went insane or something from the hyperspace travel. I don't know. Um, I'm just thinking something like that because I do think Thrawn will be the big bad post Jedi pre Force Awakens. Um, that might be the maybe that's where Ryan Johnson's trilogy was going to come into. I don't know. Um, I, I do think that that's I, I again, I would love to see de aged Mark Hamill, uh, Princess Leia, and Han 
fighting Thrawn, maybe not a beat-for-beat adaption of the Thrawn trilogy, but I would love to see Thrawn finally get his place in Star Wars as that big bad that he was always built up to be, not just this disposable blue guy with glowy red eyes in a cartoon for two years. End of speculation rant. But yeah, no, I, like, I, I told Rob this yesterday, but like at that moment in this episode where like Ahsoka has her lightsabers to evil woman man and she's like, tell me your master's name. And like the whole time, like it was that exact same feeling I had. I have not had this feeling except for once. And it was at the end of Solo when Kira is talking to the cloaked figure and the whole time I'm like slowly, slowly like raising up in my seat being like, who is it? Who is it? And like when she says, who is your master? Like in that like, fr- like a second when like evil woman man is saying like, like about to say her line. I'm like, oh man, who's it going to be? Is she going to say like Palpatine? Is she going to say Darth Maul? I, like, I, well, Darth Maul's dead by this time. But is like, he? Is oh, he? that was going to be my question. Why can't Darth Maul pick up big whiskey at the end of the season? <laughs> Well, no one's ever really gone, but it's but like, I was like, who's a Gibby? Is she going to say Snoke? Is she going to say, I, I don't know. Is she going to say Hux? Is she going to say, I'm the spy? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, I, I did the possibilities, <laughs> the possibilities were, okay. I'm glad everybody got that joke on a delay. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I just imagine just her saying, I'm the spy. And it's just cuts to like, just the next scene. <laughs> I would have I would have stood up and clapped. Big I'd whiskey's still be first words on the slide. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god. But no, like when she, like I honestly was not thinking at all that they were gonna name drop Thrawn. And I'm just like sold. I'm like, you already had me on board episode. You're you were scratching that Star Wars itch I've had now for a while. And you gave it to me. Like I am like I want it. I'm like, like as my notes said last night. It was like, hold on, like Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn. And everybody knows, like, I've been hyping up Thrawn forever. And there is an actual episode of this podcast titled How Thrawn Treason Might Explain, like, The Rise of Skywalker. And I've been saying that, like, Palpatine was doing things with Thrawn. I do think Thrawn is the key to explaining a lot of stuff that was happening between the, the, the original trilogy and the sequels. I do think Thrawn's going to be that missing key to all this. I think about it, and I know I know I could probably have this tattooed on my forehead at this point, but Zenger's heard this a million times. In that aftermath book, Gallius Rack says the only reason why Palpatine kept Thrawn around was for his understanding of the unknown regions. And guess what played a huge plot point in episode nine was understanding of the unknown regions. And that's been a think about it. Thrawn's probably gotten more titular attention in Star Wars media than maybe any other character in the Disney era. He literally has four books with two more on the way coming. Never mind, he was the primary antagonist of the latter two seasons of Disney's first major Disney era, first major Star Wars production, Rebels. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think, like, Zenger, you tell me, when it comes to EU characters, what are the most five most popular EU characters? Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> I honestly, if anyone was going to make a Chappelle show reference, it would have been Rob. And I'm kind of astounded that it was you and not him. Sorry, whenever someone tells me a list stuff now, I just go Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Um, Name the three greatest rappers alive. <laughs> um, okay, you, you said, you know what, I'm folks? sorry. I you know what, folks? Here's a, 
<laughs> Folks, you know what? As Rob once said, Zach is having a rough 2020. And this sort of nonsense is the exact reason why. Like, well, I got to basically text Zenger at 5 to 7 last night. And I'm like, deuces, I'm out. I did not feel guilty in the slightest. It's moments <laughs> like this. Cambodian breast milk. You make me happy. (laughs) I'm so upset that that's no longer on Netflix now. I was having such a good (laughs) November. Um, no, um, I I hate everybody. I hate everything. (laughs) Burn it all down. Okay. Okay. So you said top five EU characters. Yes. Uh, let's see here that they're popular and that people would know now. No, 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 not pop. Not as in like normies. Like if you were to go to like Chris Porteous, John Justice, Russ, people from our Facebook group, who would you think are the top five, like most popular, not recognizable, not most wished for to show up in live action, but just like popular, like Revan would be one. Dash um, Rendar. Maybe. Uh, people don't recognize him anymore. Kyle Katarn. Like characters like that. Star I played that game, I think, so I know who that is. <laughs> the point being with all this, because Zenger kind of was on the right track, and Chewie's family. Was... Well, are you sure you want to go with that as your final answer? <laughs> I'm going to go with stern. it right now because, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> they're Mondo. extended. Um. <laughs> um. Derailing okay, I, the episode. That was derailing because I, I automatically I just start thinking of the holiday special. I'm like whip, whip, stir, whip, stir, whip, and I start thinking about my Star Wars holiday special, Knights of Vader shirt. I'm like, where is that? Um, that's that's somewhere in the basement right now. Um, my my co-host, not Ellie, the other one, Eric, does own that shirt, and I've seen him wear it occasionally. It's terrifying. <laughs> he should be breaking it out right now because tis the season. I, he might be for all I know. <laughs> um, but no. Like, you think of your most popular Star Wars EU characters, and, like, think about it. People were lobbying for Thrawn to show up in in Disney-era Star Wars before Revan. Like, that's the thing. Like, say what you will about Revan being a popular character. He's kind of a blank canvas. He does not have any sort of definition to his character in the way that Thrawn does. There really isn't another Star Wars EU character that has such a definitive character as Thrawn. And on top of that, he's of all the EU most popular characters, he's the most visually striking. And so, like, outside of Thrawn, the only other and he's EU ca- also someone who can fit into the original trilogy era, too, technically. Yes, he can. And that's the thing. He, and think about it, the area where he fits in in the EU is an area of Star Wars right now that's completely empty. And this is the first hint that they're going to plug him into the era he always belonged into. <sighs> Rob, what's the phrase that pays on Cinematis? It's that like he's like, I disagree with you, but you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the new model. You're right, of but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zenger, do you share that sentiment right now? Yes, I do. <laughs> Folks, remember, I have been on this Thrawn train forever, and they're finally. Finally getting to remember wait, folks, wait, wait a second. Was this the biggest wish fulfillment weekend for Knights of Vader? Possibly. Possibly. This oh my you get your thrawn, I get my <laughs> detours. Oh my god. Is is someone at Disney listening to this? I think we've confirmed it. 
I, I we can only hope that. What Kyle are we have... thankful for? We have discovered what we're thankful for. <laughs> we're going to we're going to be very careful with Festivus this year. We're going to be very very careful with what we say. Yeah, with I great was power comes great responsibility. That, and I said that's a good point. Oh God, Star Wars Festivus. Star Wars Festivus just might eventually just boil down to real world Festivus, where I just go on a complete tirade about everything that's happened to me this year. Um, it might not be like at one point, Zenger's going to be like. Where's the Star Wars part of all this? And Rob's just like, shh, shh, let him have it. I, I, always, I, I, I've always had Star Wars this year. <laughs> Zach, my question for you is, are you, is in your speculation, do you think that we will see Thrawn at the, any time during this season, probably yep. as a cliffhanger, or they would just do the name drop and then make him more involved next season? I, I know we already got the name drop. If they were, yeah. gonna, if, the, if the name drop was going to be the big reveal, it would have happened much later. Sure. Um, the fact that we got this early means that they're building toward it. I, in my humble opinion, I could be wrong, but there is precedent for this. I think we're going to get a, um, uh, Darth Maul at the end of solo level appearance. He's either okay. going to show up as a hologram or, or we're going to see someone that Gideon was taking orders yes. from. Yes, it's going to be like the end of the season will be because, again, I think it was what you guys were speculating about this the other day. Was that like, oh, like someone like, like he's going to lose uh, Grogu big whiskey at the end of the episode Thank and, you. Or the end, at, the, at the end of the season? You're welcome. And like at the final moment, it's going to be Moff Gideon with Baby Yoda and he will kneel down in front of somebody and say, as promised, as promised grand admiral and will have and there's a moment that i i've always i've loved this ever since i've seen it again this is where i wish chris porteous were here there was a fan project done in 2007 i think called tales of the new republic and there's one shot of grand admiral thrawn just turning around like in the, in the classic thrawn pose of him with his arms folded with the one like right hand under his cheek and i think that's gonna be your final thing for season two and that's gonna be the big reveal it's like oh Thrawn is here and it's like what's going to happen from here and as so, we know that so basically a Thanos yes. at the end of Avengers well, th well think of it though but okay this is where the Marvel compares this is where again I know I've been on this forever and I know I, we've talked about Marvel a lot both on Cinematis and Knights of Vader and on Zengmas but like if, if Star Wars ever has its Thanos it's Grand Admiral Thrawn like if they yep. are going to try to do the Marvel template once again, kind of shoving the square the square peg into the round hole, Thrawn is the perfect avatar for that because he is that master tactician, and and that's the thing you could even make him more powerful now because he knows what it's like interacting with force users because i know that was always their big that was always cowboy hat man's excuse during rebels for him always being outsmarted by kanan and ezra was that thrawn couldn't anticipate the actions of force users they even had that moment at the end of season three where it was the bendu and it's like the lightning is striking the planet and he's like what sort of de uh, jedi sorcery is this and that's the thing it's like you could that's the thing. And that would also make a great way for the Mandalorian to team up with the new Republic and you create a whole new, like again, think about it. the Mandalorian is good. When this series comes to an end, whether it be at the end of season three, which I know was speculated or it goes beyond that, it's going to have to crescendo into something big. Cause that's what star Wars always ends up. It always ends in something big happening, whether it be rebels, Clone wars, it always has to be this huge thing. Um, and I could very well see considering that they also are sprinkling, uh, sequel trilogy. I'm sorry. Post Return of the Jedi stuff into other media like Squadrons, where you have things like the first canon reveal of a Starhawk, and you could have things like that. 
Um, I think it's really interesting that we've not heard the the term Battle of Jakku used once in this series, considering how massive a battle that was supposed to be. It's weird how Disney era Star Wars has kind of forgotten about that and how everything always goes back to Endor. Um, well, I, I, the other thing is, I mean, that's something probably a lot of them didn't care about. Like maybe a lot of people, because we've mostly been doing on the Outer Rim. So maybe a lot of those people are like, oh, once the 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 death star was done like that ended the war for most of us but you know the republic kept fighting well but but again that's so the rebels that kept fighting but like one thing this show is going to have to do maybe sooner rather than later is it's going to have to start laying groundwork for how the first order got started because if you look at like the force awakens the force awakens is too busy on the nostalgia train to devote any time to what the current state of the galaxy is at that point all we know is first order bad new republic eh? resistance good 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 bad good bad bad good good be good you bad <laughs> it's like that's the thing okay rob where we, where, don't are remind are we? me about thumb wars i'm still upset about that a, a year <laughs> we're, later <laughs> we're going on a year anniversary of getting the thighs of skyskipper we're, we're, we're on a year anniversary now speaking of uh dash dreams on nights if of you Vader. go to that website and inspect the uh http element it has not been edited in a year <laughs> I'm so very disappointing um but what you're but saying no, is there's hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Hey, if we got detours, I hope <laughs> Steve Odekirk decides to leak the thighs of Skyskipper. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I do think this season is going to end with Thrawn showing up. Um, it'll be live action Thrawn. He'll have his glowing red eyes. Um, it'll be, I, I don't know who they will have cast as that character. Um, I know in the animated series, it was Lars... Mickelson, uh, Mads Mickelson's brother, um, like Thrawn has such a distinctive voice. I don't know how he's another character. I don't see how you can kind of fake that, but I, I don't know what actor they would cast because by the, by the events, like I don't even know how old Thrawn is. Thrawn, I I can't even tell you how old Thrawn would be. Plus, it doesn't really matter because he's an alien. But <laughs> but Benedict but Cumberbun. Oh my god. Well, well, can I, can I get it's my, it's not going to happen, shh, but I mean, shh, let me have that. Oh, that'd be, oh my God. Zach's that'd be reveling in that. I like that. And, and guess what? He's not, the, oh, Ooh, that's, that's interesting. Umberto cabbage patch as grand admiral. <laughs> He's got the voice. Oh God. I like that. Can I get Ooh. my prediction for the big reveal of a character at the end of this season? I have right. no argument as as uh, as wonderful as Zach has put his Thrawn argument, and I've as I said, I've also only seen this one episode of this season of The Mandalorian, but I feel like it has to be said. We don't even need to talk about it after I say it. The big reveal at the end of the season is going to be Amelia Clark. I'm not even saying the same character that she played in Solo. They're just going to bring Amelia Clark back because everybody realized that she's a terrible actress and has done nothing after Game of Thrones, so she needs a paycheck. That's my prediction. Where where Amelia is Amelia Clark is coming? Back. You know, it's weird. Like we don't know what happened. Like Kira is one of those characters who's Who like in the Kira? same. Well, tune in for part two of the solo single thing. Yeah, I don't know who this Kira is, Zach, because at the end of Solo, Amelia Clark is credited as worst actress alive. Who is Kira? Who I don't is know who this Kira? is. <laughs> Worst actress alive? I mean, was I misreading it? Is it pronounced Kira? 
Rob terrible Stewart. human being. <laughs> she's not a terrible human no, being. She's no, she's not. She just That's can't slander. act. She needs to do anything else with her life. <laughs> Except be a singer, right, Rob? Well, that would that would probably be the worst thing next to acting is that she sang, you well, know. Okay. She's what, a triple threat in the sense that when she sings, acts, or dances, it's all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> What, why are we going, Rob? You haven't been on this Amelia like, Clark like hate train in a while. Why all I of know, a sudden is it pulling out of the station? Because the my, that's my prediction is that it's his only Star Amelia Wars Clark reference he's got in another show, and it's going to be the Mandalorian. That's my prediction. My prediction. I'm calling it right now. So three Speaking. weeks from now, when the season ends, everybody's going to be like, Rob was right. Rob's not going to be happy about you it. Know, Rob's right. <laughs> you know what's really weird, though? Like, this is going, like, I'm not going to address that anymore. Um, <laughs> you know what's interesting, though, when it comes to, like, the fact that she's, she doesn't, like, it's worth noting that Ezra says, not Ezra, Ahsoka says, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Not where is Thrawn? Because at this point, that as far as I'm aware of, the person in charge of the Imperial Remnant in the Aftermath books was Grand Admiral Ray Sloan. And I know in a couple of the, I forget what media it was. They talk about what happened, like whatever happened to like Grand Admiral, uh, Grand Admiral Sloan. And it's like, well, we don't know what happened to her. And obviously that was a kicking the can down the road moment for them. But I don't, I, I don't know. Cause Ray Sloan should still be in charge. So no, what happened? They, they've buggered out to, to the unknown region by this point. Like well, that's the thing. The, the, Gideon and all of them are like the people who stayed behind and are trying to like prepare for the return of the empire. That's, that's the thing. Is it like, I, I, I don't know. Like it's good in Roman guards. I like that we have this much kind of open space, but at the same time though, I'm just kind of fascinated where this is all leading toward. Cause there's a lot of like dangling threads from other media that took place at the precipice of this era of star Wars that I think it's going to be interesting where they're going to pick it up. Like I'm not complaining because I'd rather have Thrawn over Ray Sloan in a moment, but it's, it's just interesting. Just some food for thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know who uh, Sloan is Ferris Bueller's girlfriend to me from Ferris yes. Bueller's day off. I have no that, idea. That, who this that person actually is. same, same character. <laughs> Same character Star Wars. It's the exact. So same after character. after the Empire uh, dissipates at the end of Return of the Jedi, Sloane goes off to date the Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> yes. Oh, very God, so much very little known facts. So okay, I, I think I don't know. Uh, with more speculation, I think something maybe I don't know if you had more speculation, Zach or Zanger, but something that I didn't remember, which might be my issue because I watched um, the first season of The Mandalorian in one day. Did Big Whiskey make a lot of baby cooing noises? I felt like it was very vocal. Like, like, like you said, when Mandalorian it says, like, you know, oh, Big Whiskey. Yeah. And then, and then the, there's so many like baby noises that Big, Big Whiskey is making. Was that in the first season or is it like actually growing up and starting to be a, a, a character, like Zach said? <laughs> I, I feel it's a little bit of they didn't know what to do with them at first. So that was one thing, but two, okay. he's actually being spoken to instead of spoken at now. Sure. So maybe that's sure. why he's vocalizing more. I also found it weird in this episode that uh, when Ahsoka is trying to get him to like uh, f- use force on the rocks, that the Mandalorian's like, he doesn't understand you. But at the beginning of the episode, the Mandalorian said, go back to your seat. 
and Big Whiskey knew what to do. So I'm like, I'm like, does he not understand the mental capacity of this thing he's traveling with? I, I yes. I found that very strange that the baby, the baby Big Whiskey, big baby Whiskey knows to go back to the seat. But Mandalorian later is like, he doesn't understand words. <laughs> well, he tries giving like Rob didn't see the episode from the previous week where like the ship is like broken. He's trying to teach it how to like rewire the ship. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's it, it not. Goes it's very sl- No, that it's sounds not. like an episode it's, of Detours. <laughs> that's that. No, like it, it's a great concept, but like it's it, in execution, it's very lackluster. It goes like it's Rob. Do you, did you ever see Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Yeah, it took me a few tries because the opening musical scene is a war crime, but I did watch it once, yes. <laughs> Do you remember the part where, like, Rocket Raccoon's trying to tell Baby Groot to, like, oh, don't push this button? don't press it's this that, button. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally the same. that. <sighs> yeah, it's the same. Like, the idea of it is clever, but, like, the execution's just, like, lowest common denominator pandering. Okay, okay. That's a terrible movie, Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume 2. That... that Movie is a war crime. <laughs> There's a war crime in a war crime. about something else Seth Green was in. What? Like in a roundabout way. Seth Green's in that movie. He's the voice of Howard the Duck. Oh. <laughs> so he is. <laughs> was Howard the Duck in I number two? I thought yeah, he was yeah, number he one. is. Uh, he is in. Howard the Duck has made three appearances in the MCU. He is at the end credits for. Um, for of course the first Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. he's on the snow planet at like the bar talking and everything to like one of the robot like chicks or whatever. And he's an Endgame. And then he's an Endgame. Yep. You see he's him. He's one of the like, little screenshots with the portals, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's walking in holding a gun. <laughs> so yeah, along, but since along he does Nova. have a talking line, technically yes, Seth Green is in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay. Okay. We got there. All right, we got there. But one final point before we wrap this up. One thing that yes, you guys discussed. Yes, this short episode. <laughs> this short episode that's going on an uh, hour and 50 minutes. Um, you guys talked about Cal Kestis maybe showing up. I, I, I would love that because I think I, I touched upon this back in April, but I never really got to delve into it because of my stupid emotional rut. Wait a second. What redheaded actor could we possibly get to Seth Green? <laughs> Stop! Stop! Um, Name another I, redheaded actor. Stop! That's not the guy from Watchmen. Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> see that's see that's how you shut them up, folks. Uh, you turn their you turn their cleverness against them. Um, no, I would love Cal Kestis to show up. Um, I don't think you have a snowball's chance on Mustafar of that happening. Because he is clearly a respawn, like, like, like play bo- like sandbox character. Um, I, I don't think you're like, there's a lot of stuff in that Jedi Fallen Order game, even though I think I just barely touched upon it. Again, I, I love Fallen Order. It's probably the best, probably one of the best Star Wars stories ever. But I don't think you're going to see a character like you think a like, like Thrawn is niche. Rob, what would you do if I told you Cal Kestis showed up at the end of season two? I have no idea who that is, but check out Cinemodities where Ben and I just interviewed filmmaker Jimmy Custis. <laughs> but one thing I do have to say about Disney maybe getting more serious about Cal Kestis 
is that I know at Galaxy's Edge starting like next year, they're going to start selling his lightsabers, one of the lightsabers you can buy at, at the theme parks. Hmm. So clearly the fact that they're pouring merchandise dollars into that specific character means that they see a future there. Why can't Remember, we get the good characters back? Like Chicken Hutlet Parmesan, Truman Capote, Jabba the Hutt. Like the ones that you keep, introduced me to, Zach. Truman Capote, Jabba the Hutt died like, like in season two of The Clone Wars. Oh, but no one's ever really gone. <laughs> no one is ever really gone. I like to imagine, like, someone should do a recut of uh, the Rise of Skywalker, oh like, God. teaser Are trailer. Are Force Ghost going to show up on the... Are no, we going to get that? Not. Are we going to get Force Ghost Anakin? If you're, if you don't, if we didn't get right, if we didn't get Force Ghost Parade at the end of Rise of Skywalker, we are not getting it in this show. No way. <laughs> I'm just, I'm very concerned on who's going to show up. And I think my prediction of oh, right. a de-aged Luke is the most viable. Zanger's going de-aged Luke, de-aged Mark Hamill, Zach's going Thrawn, and I'm going Amelia Clark. Our bets are in. <laughs> No, but I think those are two separate things. Like, I think Thrawn is a fait accompli. Like, it's set and done. I think a de-aged Mark Hamill, like, I don't know who else could show up. Like, who other, who, like, what other Jedi are roaming around Unless there's some other mystery Jedi? one that we don't know about. No, but who survived, I'm trying to think, who survived the Jedi Purge? Apparently too many people. <laughs> well, true. I'm just trying to think who survived the purge that would be operating in this time period. And that, unless it's and a new that character. also still alive. Well, unless it's a new character. But like one thing they seem to be doing when they bring like old characters into like like live action or from like other media, like think about it, like Saw Guerrera, Bo Katan, those sort of characters. Like who's a character from Clone Wars or Rebels that was a Jedi character that was operating in those two shows that could make an appearance here that survived. Yaddle. <laughs> we can only hope. Um, I, I know, know who Yaddle is. <laughs> and, and I'm glad you said it. You know I was what? trying to I remember. appreciate the fact that he knows that deep of a cut for some people. Let's well, know Menace era stuff. A lot of people yeah, know Menace yeah. era stuff. I did not know who this episode. I'm glad you said it, Zach, because I was trying to remember to bring it up because I wanted to ask you guys if it was a character that was established when um, Mandalorian shows up and he's like, Ahsoka, this person sent me. And I thought the Mandalorian said, I was sent from Boca Raton, but it's Boca Raton. <laughs> and I was like, what is this show? <laughs> is that an established character yeah, from like I an spoke. animated? Okay, okay. Bo-Katan is a now live-action and animated character that apparently doesn't age. No, and she has a headband that uh, a six-year-old girl would wear. Um, Boca Raton, there we go. Boca Raton. (laughs) I'm just trying to think, what other Clone Clone Wars character could show up? Like, none of the Jedi... Oh, my God. They... Oh, my God. Would they be... Oh, my God. What what if... No, no. Yes. (laughs) Sanger. What if what if Mace Windu shows up? Oh well, I would love that. <laughs> Zanger, we don't see his body; he just falls out of a window. Zanger, right? what would happen if Mace Windu shows up and he's and he's still roaming around? Would they be that crazy to do that? And he'd be the perfect age right now. Oh, that's true. Oh my God, Zach, I love it. <laughs> He's the only still knowing Amelia Clark, but I would love it. And he's the and guess what? If he like Ahsoka said, uh, Big Whiskey was trained during that time period. 
Mace Windu would know would recognize his whatever the hell four cent. I don't know. <laughs> uh, four like cent that. is the most disgusting sound, sounding thing I've ever oh, heard. That's wonderful. <laughs> Sanger, answer the question. What cha- they'll do? I, I again I'm digitally de-aged Mark Hamill. They can't. Okay, they can't afford Samuel Jackson. What do you mean? The man does everything. Do he does everything. He doesn't say yeah, no he to anything. Like, doesn't he have like some huge price tag for him? Like, no. I swore he, he says did. He, and he said that he wants to come back. He said that on the record that he would love to come back. And what better way than to get get people excited would be bring Mace Windu back? I would love to see him in something other than Nick Fury role. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, but I mean, he could thoughts? be wearing an eye patch still, though. Because I mean, who knows? And he have a robot. And he have a robot hand. Okay, so that that's the last scene of uh, this season. Oh of my god! No, Samuel I, I, Jackson shows up and says, "Big whiskey." Have, have, can I tell you about the Avengers Initiative? <laughs> Zenger, I hate Rob, it, Zach, and, right. and, okay, Rob hates it, which is the correct answer to this question. <laughs> Zenger, oh god, would they really do something like that? I don't know. I don't know if I want to buy a new TV right yet. <laughs> you might need to buy a new TV if it happens. Well, because I'm going to put my fist through the one I own. <laughs> That's what I mean. You might want well, to just hold off a couple of weeks. No, I'm, oh I'm saying God. I'm going to need one because of this situation. Because oh I'm God. like, they, as much they re- as I, I, it just, oh my God. why? What what purpose does it Fan serve? service, people will recognize it. And yeah. it it's like poetry, it rhymes. I think, that, Zach, you're right in saying that it's going to be something on the level of Darth Maul that people recognize that character whether or not they know all the lore behind it they're gonna go oh that you know oh it's samuel jackson you know and there's gonna be a bunch of memes about him saying mother effer on the internet and that's gonna keep star wars going until season three of mandalorian comes out you're right and and mace windu was not a controversial aspect of the prequels i mean could he have been been if i don't have to put up with this situation I don't know. I think about it. When people complain about the prequels, nobody complains about Mace Windu. No, not at all. No, no one does. Oh my God, folks! I hate Here's this. It's the best part <laughs> of folks, uh, Attack the Clones, <laughs> folks. This is the exact same feeling had almost a year ago to the date when Zenger and I did an entire episode on what Ray's lightsaber would look like in Episode Nine. And after we discussed it for ninety minutes, at the very end, I said, "I said, Zenger." what's the likelihood of JJ not doing a new design and literally just fixing the current lightsaber because of nostalgia and Zanger's just like crap. And that's just basically <laughs> how the episode ends. And it's like, Zanger, do we invalidate 90 minutes worth of discussion? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh God. I know, but everything. for real, what is, what has Mace Windu done other than Nick Fury and voices for the last few years? Like this would be perfect. Glass. For him to be in he's done action. glass. He does. He shows up. He's like. Oh god. Like, cu- well, nobody he's remembers like, glass. <laughs> he's like. Cu- he's like. What's the word? Less soul destroyed Bruce Willis at this point. Like he's like he'll do anything. He's like Nicolas Cage if he didn't owe the IRS money. <laughs> he's like Nicolas Cage if he did not owe the IRS money. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm trying to think like what he, he was hateful eight and then glass and then just Nick Fury and voices. He's in this Captain is his Marvel. time to Nick, return. Okay, Zach, let's see he's, here. He's in Captain uh, Marvel. Shaft. Yeah, As Nick did, Fury, yes. <laughs> he did Shaft. He did Glass. He did... I forgot about Shaft. Okay. Uh, the incre- yeah, so it's right, voiceover. Everybody, everybody forgot about Shaft. Voiceover. <laughs> but uh, in, um, in like, pre-productions, oh, another voiceover. 
Another voiceover. <laughs> Another voiceover. <sighs> the banker. Ooh, ooh, the, 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 the hitman's wife's bodyguard. It's post-production. That's not... Yeah, that was supposed to come out. That the guy caught in all the nonsense that's currently. Is that really right what now. they're calling the sequel to that movie? The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard? Yeah. Yep. Wow. There's <laughs> also a show listed as Father Mucka. I, I saw that too. I I didn't want to. Do, do we have to believe that? Sure. That's what uh, they fair. I mean. <laughs> all right. Um any okay, I I, I kind of don't want to talk about Star Wars anymore. I left a bad taste in my mouth. Um <laughs> Oh god, I hate everything. I hate so, uh, everything. So now we can get into the Sopranos portion of the episode. <laughs> Knock it off. That joke ran its course months ago. I, I'm I'm trying to find the perfect casting. Oh wait, you know what we need to do? No. To find the perfect casting for um for Grand Admiral um Blue Man Group <laughs> is um is we need to look up Deadwood. Yeah, who was probably. on Deadwood? Timothy Olyphant done. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's he's too he's too much of a dreamboat to be a bad guy. I, I I couldn't take that. Okay, I don't know what Grand Admiral Thrawn looks like, so I just typed in Grand Admiral Thrawn into Google, and the first result that comes <gasps> up is from StarWars.Fandom.com, and it says Mithronaruodo. That's his name. Seven apostrophe. Mithronaruodo. Yeah, that's his. Oh, I found name. the right. Okay, I have to. I want to oh, look at pictures because oh, I can't I, get the I, cast. Oh God, I think I, I think I figured out Thrawn's casting too. Sanger, you're in front of your computer. Yep. Type type into Google Images Rebels Celebration Mural. All right, Rebels. Do it too to feel included. You can do it too, Rob. No one's telling <laughs> I you. Know, can't. I am. I am. Like I just said. <laughs> Is it the light blue poster thing? Yes, yes. Okay. You'll see it. You, you, you see the one, right? Mural. M-U-R-A-L. Mural. M-U-R-A-L. Can I take a guess? Leave me alone. Can I take a guess, Zach, are you going to say? It's blatantly obvious once you look at it. I, I mean, when I look at it, the first thing I think is Pierce Brosnan. Exactly. Oh, my God, it is Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Who put Pierce Brosnan in this? What's this is the first Brosnan time we've all been right in the now? Games? <laughs> uh, it's it's there. Go! I want everybody as they're listening to this. Go Google Rebels Celebration Mural M U R A L and you. look at and look at Thrawn. It's Pierce Brosnan. That, there you that go. Looks like Pierce Brosnan, hundred percent for sure. That that is Pierce Brosnan. What's Pierce Brosnan doing right now? Nothing. I don't think We've I, got yeah. it. <sighs> But he there's wasn't a few in pictures. So, um... There's a few pictures on Google Images that where like I'm seeing. I don't know if it's fan art or anything, but Thrawn has like some that he has slicked back hair, some he has like spiky hair. The spiky yeah, hair looks like a Chris Pine type of character. Eh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine wouldn't do this. It'd be below him. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, oh, uh... one of the related searches on Google is Benedict Cumberbatch, Admiral Thrawn. Oh, I called it. But I would too be big. for that. I would be a, well, big. yeah, he'd be too big. Yeah, he would. He wouldn't. Well, I don't know. This show is popular, but I don't think they could afford him. But he is in the Disney wheelhouse, though. Maybe they just make him do it. Maybe they threaten his family. Um, <laughs> I mean, how else do they get people to do stuff in this universe? Oh God! All right. Any anything else? Michael about? Fassbender apparently is on some forums. People <gasps> want him to play Thrawn. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Sold. Sold. Yeah, All right. I can... where do I write the check to? 
<laughs> I could see that. I'd be I could definitely that. see that. I would love that. But he wasn't on Deadwood, so gonna keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, are we ready to wrap this up? Yeah, um, I mean, uh, yeah, big whiskey. Check it out. <laughs> big big whiskey. <laughs> I, I okay. I, I need this reference explained to me after well, we're done recording. Well, after you know what? That'll be our moment of Zang, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Well, no, we can't because he wants to give a a crisp a high five to somebody. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll work it out in editing. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group if you too want to be caught in the daily hullabaloo that is on there. And um, apparently you also- get an episode done on in like under 24 hours. I know two episodes in the span of a weekend. Who'd have thunk after every after the major hiatus this summer? Um, send us an email, kovpodcast at gmail.com. I will definitely read it, but as Gus knows, I will not respond to it. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Anne. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Anne. You're welcome for providing our theme song. <laughs> Check out the show notes to hear more from them. Uh, when wait, I wait, wait, not... I, I got it. I got it this time. I got it. Okay. Thank you to I have a superiority complex. Nailed okay. <laughs> um, when 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 Rob and I are not on this podcast, or at least when Rob's not on this podcast, being confused about uh, Mithra Naruto, uh, Rob, where people find us? Over at the Cinemodities podcast, even when Zach is not involved, we pump out some great episodes. I have no idea when this specific episode is coming out, but I'm assuming it's going to be sometime in December. If it's tomorrow, everybody check out the Titanic discussion that Rob still has to edit because it comes out tomorrow. (laughs) Wait, Titanic discussion as in it's a big discussion or as in like the movie, the ship? Both, both, both. All the above. All (laughs) of the above. You hit the nail on the head right there. All of the above, Zagger. Zach made me do two parts. We had to talk about just, it twice. Just, it's, the only, just, it's the only thing in the spreadsheet next to the record date that has an and. <laughs> <laughs> just like the VHS tapes. It's, God, it's, it's two just parts. Pierce Brosnan. It is. Uh, it's obvious. If this comes out in December, everybody check out our Dancing in December Plus series where Zach is having us talk about other music-related Disney Channel original movies. Uh, so if you liked our Pixel Perfect stuff, check it out there. Um, I think Zach might say, don't listen to the Cheetah Girls episode because there's one big bleep because Rob yes, is very offensive Rob, in it. Rob <laughs> says things in the episode that I do not condone in the slightest. <laughs> All right, Zanger, when you're not uh, looking up pictures of Pierce Brosnan doing a side-by-side with uh, artwork from 90 Star Wars books, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the... Knights of Vader podcast, filling in for Zach. But, I mean, you're already listening to this, so obviously you can also find me on Zingness, where I sit there every week hoping and praying that I will get more than six minutes of detours. True that, son. If any more of this comes out, we will special Knights of Vader alert. <laughs> I think the last, oh, time okay. we actually, the last time we actually did, like, a special edition episode, so I think when, what, Colin Trevorrow got fired? Yeah, I think so. Uh, got one more uh, thing to throw out there. Cast of um for casting. Oh, that uh the the one guy from um, Dibwood. No, no, no. <laughs> get, get Game of Thrones this time. The guy who played Littlefinger. Oh, Amelia Clark as Thrawn. <laughs> Perfect singer. <laughs> 
What you're saying is Amelia, you want Amelia Clark to be Mace Windu. <laughs> I want Amelia Clark to be everybody in the show. <laughs> no, I know who you mean, Zeng. It's the dude, uh, the the guy who gets thrown off the plane by Bane at the start of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, he, he's also in the um the he's also in the, the wire. He's Tommy Carcetti from The Wire. Oh, okay. I didn't know that one. I was going to say he's also in the like um, History Channel, like uh, Project Blue Book oh, okay. series too. Okay. But he he'd be good. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas here, folks. Please please don't. So let I feel Pierce Brosnan's too old. I feel like he too. It's old. Called, he's gonna be blue. No one's gonna care if he's old. <laughs> It's like, saying, it's, 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 it's like saying Rosario Dawson doesn't have like white tendrils coming out of her head. She can't be Ahsoka. Yeah, Wait, talk about appropriation. <laughs> You're telling Pierce Bro- Singer's like Pierce Brosnan can't be thrown. He doesn't have red glowing eyes. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is this? But Amelia Clark does because she's a demon. Perfect. <laughs> 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 this podcast wait, is slowly wait. devolved into crapping on Amelia Clark. Wait a second. Matt Smith. Was unused <gasps> in. Oh my God. Matt Smith was completely unused for the Last Jedi stuff. Or sold, 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 sold. Skywalker he's, he's, rising. He's, what you're saying, Sanger, is that Thrawn's gonna be played by the living body of Skynet. Oh yes. Terminator. Yes. That's a Terminator Genesis reference, folks. There's and like I hope three of them. That he it's and Amelia Clark. Clark are in a scene, so they yell at each other. <laughs> Oh god, we brought it full circle. We brought it full circle. Um, hey, I'm, I'm I'm done with I'm I've I've named so many that I don't think I can be wrong at this point. So no, we, I think we've covered our bases. I think I'll, we should just go around and name actors just at this point. You know, I'll start <laughs> Mel Gibson. <gasps> oh my god, I'd be on board for that. He's oh, a god, demon he, too. He's got the red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, and Thrawn's just yelling at the Jedi about being Jews. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Baby, he's like big whiskey. What religion do you subscribe to? He ca- he calls Ahsoka Tano sugar tits at one point. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and just so people don't think I'm being offensive, Mel Gibson did do that at one point. I'm not being I'm not being misogynistic. It's a reference. Just deal with it. Google it yes. if you don't believe me. Yeah. There's a whole Law and Order episode about it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We're getting delirious. All righty, Zanger. As we conclude this episode, would you like your moment of Zang? Yes, I would. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, for a moment of Zang. <laughs> Alan Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> the entire cast of the one, sequel of oh, the Son of the Mask. Four. That the entire cast of that movie plays the one. <laughs> All at once. Oh the dog. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, my uh, my towel that I used to uh, dry my hands while recording because I'm clammy smells like lemons. <laughs> and I'm drinking water with lemon in it. So, or did you suck on a lemon beforehand? <laughs> Zenger Zach watched me eat a lemon yesterday, <laughs> and I was thoroughly disgusted the entire time to the point where I, I 
possibly one of the worst moments of this year, and that's saying something. Um, <laughs> um, right. So on that note, uh, I will eat a lemon too, given the opportunity. So um, oh, God, what the hell does it matter with you people? People are disgusting. Lemons. Ruining this country for us normal folk. Um, lemons are garnishes; they're not food. <laughs> yes, they. Are. <laughs> hey, oh guess who's never gonna get scurvy? Hell yeah! <laughs> get well, the what do you think orange. about that? Oh my god, you people are disgusting. All right. <laughs>